Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. And welcome back to Scout Talk, everyone. Today's episode, we'll be discussing some of the news that came about with bug fixes, uh, a hunter buff. Uh, thanks, Kikavi, for that, by the way. I'm, I'm convinced now that they, they actively watch your content, which is great. <laughs> so, you know, conspiracy theory has been created and is alive. And uh, after that, we'll get into some of the <laughs> fuel drama. We'll, we'll, we'll say that. Someone was really throwing the fuel in the Tarkov community to fan the flames of fuel. Okay, I was trying there. <laughs> and then finally, we're going to finish off with some... Uh, Miscellaneous topics and maybe some M4 meta builds that we've been pondering. So, yeah, Giga, how's Tarkov? I saw you were like level 39-ish or something. You're close to 40. Yeah, I'm level 37. Um, so we're, we're getting that. I think I'm actually quite, am I quite close to 38? I think so. Oh yeah, I've got, I've literally got 500 XP to get to 38. Okay. Wow. So we're, we're getting, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, it's, it's one of those funny things where... I like go so hard at the beginning of the wipe and I'm like on all the time. And then we return to normality and I go back to my usual schedule, which is like much lighter on the streaming side, um, just because YouTube consumes so much time. So I like slow down considerably. I had somebody come into my chat the other day. It was just like, oh, hey, are you playing on your second account? And I was just like, no, dude, no, this is my main account. Like, yeah, this is this is my main. I don't have another account at the moment. Like I haven't started another one yet. And they're like, oh, yeah, I guess you're just taking it easy. I was like, yeah, I like I kind of always do. And usually when I'm responding to people because you know people are surprised i think when they come in and see me being like kind of the level that they are um or like sometimes they're higher right and i'm like usually the way i'd like to be is about about 70 percent of my viewership i'd like to be lower level than me that's about the level that I'd, I'd like to be at because if you just like race ahead and get to 42 in like three days it's very difficult to do a, a video telling people how to do like setup for example because, oh, it's just easy. You wander around with, you know, tier five armor on and seven mil buckshot and kill everybody on customs. It's not quite the same as completing that task, you know, three months in when everyone's running class five and or, or good class four or whatever. And so it's actually kind of beneficial for the content that I make to play the game in this way, because I tend to sit in the middle of the pack with everybody else. So I actually am encountering the same problems that other people are encountering and not bypassing them by being too early. And then I can then propose the solution. So I actually kind of prefer it this way. It's also the same reason why, unless it's something very specific, I tend not to um, take any handouts from anybody because I want to try and like solve the problem by myself like other people will have to. And it just helps me like generate ideas for stuff. You know, going through the, just, yeah, going through these problems just helps with content. So that's why I like to do it that way, actually. And it sort of works out because then it works out with, with timing and everything else. So. Yeah, so we're, so we're getting there. I feel like it's very bitty at the moment. I tried to do as many streets quests as I could because I've just enjoyed playing streets so much. But now we're kind of like, I've got a few kills left for shoot of like talk. Uh, sorry, for Punisher Part Six with the SVD. But I'm just I don't really want to use the SVD. I've basically done like no tasks for skier at all. So I'm having to try to start doing like vitamins and going around lend lease. Like lend lease and vitamins are like my least favorite tasks. I don't know why, but there's something psychological about having to collect like five different things to complete one task across three different maps. It makes me just think, I just don't want to do this. 
So I've actually started doing some of those and I've been tackling some more of the shoreline tasks going in over and over and over again to get something for Peacekeeper and then another thing for therapists at the same time. But we're trying to mix it up so we don't go insane. Um, but yeah, it's been good. It's just, it's been, it's just been varied, I would say. It's been kind of varied in the mid game. Um, but I do, I'm enjoying it. It feels like a lot of stuff is viable. Like I've done a, a few videos recently about various guns. Like, as I said, I don't think the SVT, like, it's very good for the for the power, um, but I don't think it's necessarily OP because you can do better if you spend more money. The SVD feels really good now. The SVT feels really good. The AVT is, like, crazy in its, like, in its niche. Um, you know, the M4 feels pretty decent. The G36 is fun. Like, the, the AK-103 is fun with PP bullet. Like, CPJ is great in the MCX. That feels fun. Like, none of them are better than any others, really, but they're all, like, kind of situational, like, depending on what you want to do. And, like, you can use all, like, if you practice with them, you can get better at any of these things. It's just like, I feel like it's quite, I feel like the guns are actually quite balanced at the moment, um, especially in the mid game, um, which is sort of surprising because of the amount of like ammo that got pulled back. It's just working quite well. Yeah, it does feel like the progression is a lot more smoother because like, even like early on, even though I have some gripes about 5.6A1 being on Peacekeeper 2, is mm. it, I think? It's on 3. Um, oh, sorry, 6A1 is on Peacekeeper 2. Yeah, you're right. And then 5A1 yeah. five, five is on Peacekeeper 3, yeah. But you, I mean, you can get PS from Prepper 2 now. Like, I mean, you, you, you used to get Prepper 1 back in the day, but so you kind of get them like at similar esque points. And I mean, you know, maybe 5681 has edge, but anyways, with them adding all these new ammos, like the curve is a lot more smoother because it was like at the start, you maybe would use like 762 PS, but then mm. there was like this big gap in between BP and then. You know, it was like five six eight. By the time you got the five six eight one in the past, it was like kind of like, eh, it's like starting to like, like it's you know, it was really like five five eight one that kind of like lifted that up. And then now we got the seven six two PP. Um, I don't know. It it does feel pretty. And then you know, as you said, CBJ now because there was again that weird gap like M six two, which I think they should bring M six two down to like maybe like Peacekeeper two would be fine. I think. Yeah, I can't remember. Is it Peacekeeper 3 still? It probably is. I'm fairly certain it is. I have to look it up. Yeah, I actually can't really remember because for me, it's just like, well, if I'm going early in budget, I don't really want the MCX's recall. Peacekeeper 3. Sorry. Okay, yeah, it's too high. Yeah, that's too high. It needs to be one lower than that, I would say. Because I agree with that. You get... You get uh, 5.5 A1 and... Assuming you do the quest, you yeah. can even run like AP 6.3, which is like 9 mil, which is like relatively comparable, I think. It's just the panel on AP 6.3 is so bad. Yeah, I mean, okay, the, the tracer has, the 6.2 tracer has six more pin, but I don't know, like, it helps, I guess. It's just, it's a little, it's a weird round, I feel like. Um, yeah, and it's just because it only goes in the MCX and then... Are oh, you talking about B six point three now? Uh, no, no, you're in the in a three in yeah. the blackout, yeah, yeah, and it's like, it's just the MCX uh, tier two traders just feels so bad, it's like just, you can't yeah, do enough yeah. to it. Yeah, it's trying to like using a stock M four. Well, it's also too like because you can't really mod it all that well exactly. at tier two. It's it's yeah. kind of complicated. It but... is, it is, but no. So it's it's been feeling good. Have you have you done any more progression, or have you been doing other stuff? No, I've I've kind of like burnt myself out on Lost Light. I've done like all the the basic quests. There's like a hand, like five that are left. You know, 
most of those are just like reach blah 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 rank and then the other one's like find a graphics card and then i don't even know oh there's this one class sign i'm like stuck behind because i can't find this key you gotta like find the key you can't just buy it you gotta like find it and i i guess i've just been so unlucky that i like i got every key but that key um which is crazy because they do the thing too where like if you're on the map looting jackets it spawns the keys for that map Mm. so i just i don't know how i haven't gotten the key but anyways i'm kind of like there's really not much to do in there i mean it's just you know maybe i'll play it just to like mess around with a couple like different weapon builds because you can like build a high mobility hk or you can build like a low mobility low recoil hk just like it's pretty much the trade-offs for the most part i would say um whether it's like movement speed or like ads there's like a little bit of variation same with like recoil like vertical horizontal but anywho yeah i'm mostly kind of like over it i think so <laughs> um might be jumping back into tarkov just kind of depends on what my mood is and yeah you know. and how many abts you can buy how many <laughs> i still have a wall of sbts man i thought they i thought they were gonna like move it up or you know restrict it more but no they did they did no. something that's probably a good change i think Which, yeah just like what well, put it behind the quest which quest is it now oh the abt yeah it's uh mm. it's the glory to the cpsu or is what is That's it called part two <clears throat> yeah part two, yeah, yeah so it's not actually that hard really i think i i literally had that quest mm-hmm. like to, to complete straight away after i was like oh i could just do it and then yeah get it. and i still haven't used the abt actually except for like a handful of factory raids i'm like tempted i'm, I'm tempted to use it a bit more but um so yeah so we did actually get a a technical update, which is good, fixing some of the bugs with the game. Um, we had a couple of different things. It was a bug that prevented reconnection after a disconnect. I think that was one of the issues where you try and join and then it would just disconnect and then you rejoin and it just disconnect constantly. Um, we had incorrect work of extractions on streets of Tarkov, which I believe means that Klimov extract is now fixed, the one where you have to use the green flare. Okay. Because the... It was bugged for some reason, and they actually removed it. So it wasn't even right. in the extract list for a while. But it, it it was working at the start of the way, but some update broke yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It was working at the start. Some update broke it. Then they removed it from the list. Because some right. people were saying, like, no, bro, Clipboard still works. And I was like, look at my extracts. It's not literally not even there. <laughs> like, I don't have it as an extract. You could try, but you're just going to get shot. And yeah, most of the chat was just like, don't try it, don't try it. Because I was about to bring in that green flare into the streets one mm-hmm. time. And I'm like, no, don't do it. Giga. It's like, okay. Um, so I think that's fixed now. Um, fixing correct landmine behavior on streets, uh, I guess is more, I'm actually not sure what that was to do with. Maybe that was like more people just not getting damaged or something. I don't really know. A few random things like timers for the, the X-Fills. The, the X-Fills are still kind of like, the vehicle X-Fills are still busted. So yesterday I took one of the invisible cars by the way, on Interchange. Where, where it's, it's like, like, you just see the shadow on the ground. <laughs> yeah, like the car extract is green. And we went over and I was like, oh, the car extract's not there. And chat was just like, no, go and try it anyway. So I wander over and I just like, you know, hand over some rubles to thin air <laughs> and then just like wait in the area. And it's just like, oh, off we go. It's like, why is it invisible? I don't really know. So I'm not sure exactly what the problem is, whether it's invisible to start with, whether it's only invisible after someone else takes it and you can take it again. I, I don't know mm. precisely what the problem actually is. But you know, you'd have to go and like actually test it. Which does um, it play like the see. sound of the car running? No sounds at all. Interesting. Which is kind of cool. 
Because then you're not just sat there for right. a minute going, <laughs> which I, I really dislike. You know, it makes it a lot harder to take those car exfils. It's a good bug. <laughs> <clears throat> Indeed. Uh, incorrect stash display in the hideout. Not sure what that was to do with. Issue that caused a delay in switching footstep sounds. Um, this is the latest one, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, this, yeah, this is the right one. I thought, I thought, like, surely I've seen some of these before, but I think it was because it was Monday, so it feels like quite a long way ago. Uh, fixed static noises in active headsets. I've never heard that myself. Missing sounds of broken limb pain. Apparently, they've changed some other stuff as well. Like, you couldn't hear players' ADS. Yeah. And you couldn't hear players, yeah, like breathing in pain and stuff. There's like apparently a few sounds that were just missing. Obviously, mm-hmm. as a solo player, you never find this out, right? Because you're never playing with anybody right. else. Like, duos find this stuff out almost straight away because yeah. they just don't hear those sounds from their buddy and they're like, oh. Interesting. Like you hear your play, you know, the other guy with you, like jumping up or falling down off surfaces and things. So it's very obvious. Whereas, yeah, when you're on your own, it's hard to know because someone's ADSing around the corner. You just don't see them. So that's an interesting one. Um, that's actually reminded me of something that we should talk about that I don't think we put on the list, which is about footsteps. I was just going to suggest mm, uh... about because that would that was a conversation that I was having with some people on on Twitter. But maybe we have maybe we do that a little bit later. Um, then we've got our oh, fixed ability to sort quests by location. It finally works. Like how how hard is it? Like please, but it it, <laughs> it finally works now. When you sort by alphabetical uh, order by quests, it now does actually sort it alphabetically by quests. Right. This is big. This is a huge quality of life upgrade. Oh well, my did, word! Wasn't it working at one point and then Maybe. they broke it? Okay, probably. They probably had a static list of all the quests and then they added some more quests and they weren't part of this static list or right. something like that. That'd be like that'd be like classic Tarkov VSG. Well it was just funny because like it would like partially work. Like some would be like in the same group and then somewhat mm-hmm. and it was just weird. Yeah, I know. It's very strange. It's like it just reminds me of like every time they add a new suppressor and they have to add it to the publisher <laughs> part, like yeah. whatever, manually, and it's like yeah. why? But um <clears throat> Um, da, da, da. fix the display of container borders in the stash. Real solid, real solid one. And there was one actually that used to be really awful. There used to be like a sliver of the stash visible through the border, but I haven't noticed that for ages. So maybe it's on certain reses or something. I don't know. Hmm. Fix the clipping of the USEC Predator T-shirt. Cause the bots not to react to gunshots. Um, cause uh, fix the cause of the FPS drops when um loading in with Nvidia Reflex, which is working. I've been running Nvidia Reflex for a week, I would say, since this. I changed it over just to see. And everything seems fine. So Reflex is working again. Public service announcement. You heard it here first. You could turn Reflex back on um, for as little difference as, as it might make. But, um, you know, it's, it's a good thing. And then fix the display post-match kills for co-op. This was funny when I was doing some testing because what would happen is if you died in there, when you left the raid, it would show you the last raid you played as PMC as the stats for the co-op bomb, which is really weird. It was weird. You'd have, like, you'd have, like, you know, any PMC or scav kills from the last PMC raid you played. Very strange. And, but what was it almost like more weird about it? So in the previous raid that I'd done, I'd killed a player and taken his dog tag because I went back and actually looked to see if it was the same as the last PMC raid I played because obviously I recorded all my footage. And on the co-op one, the PMC had question mark, question mark because like I didn't have the dog tag. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's interesting because because I didn't mm. have the dog tag, even though it was the same right. post-raid screen, it then didn't show me then like it must be linked whether you've got it in your inventory or not. I guess that's just the way it's coded. Kind of makes sense, but I was like, oh, this is like a different set. That's kind of weird. So, yeah, that was that. So, they have a few things that have been fixed since, which is kind of cool. And I don't know, like, we've still got some stuff that's wrong, obviously, but nice to 
slowly see these things get improved and, and be better. I, I just find some of this stuff coming around in circles a little awkward. Um, things like, you know, various audio cues not playing and stuff like that sure. from other players. It's like, these things just keep coming around and around and around, around it seems, which is a bit strange. <laughs> but I, I don't know if they did anything about the, um, what would you call it, the busy hands bug that isn't listed there, but I haven't really seen anybody complaining about it since. I'm sure there's probably some instances of it because there always seem to be some just like trundling along underneath the surface. But I haven't had it myself. I mean, I've only had it once this wipe, to be fair. But hopefully that's fixed with whatever else they did. I, I'm not sure. So, yeah, that's that. Then in terms of game updates, the main one we had was the Vepper Hunter buff, which is pretty fun. And I know, yeah, you said about the, the Giga conspiracy. <laughs> I think a few people actually said, oh, I, I reckon the BSG <laughs> watches your videos at this point. because. It was, uh, I guess everyone's talking about the video I did with the SVT, right? Like how the mm. SVT is not, not like OP, but then I compared it to the SVD and I compared it to the Vepper Hunter and both of those two gods got buffed, which is kind of cool. I mean, it was necessary, you know, the Hunter had like 350 recall. It was absolutely insane. And looking at it now, it's, it's pretty neat. I mean, let me, let me find, um, let me find the actual changes because I know, I know Logical did actually Put that one up as it went through but it was interesting because of the way they tweaked it i thought it was actually like initially i thought it was bigger than that it was i mean it's still huge so the the base recall as we always talk about the one with no mods on whatsoever went from 510 down to 150 <laughs> which is like astronomical it's like the, the biggest recall buff i've ever seen in my entire history of, of yeah. tarkov so that on its own was a 70.6 percent buff but what they did do, and I don't really know why they did this, because you can't, like, there are only two mods for it, but they changed the, the mod recoil. Mm -hmm. So there's, you've got the basic stock for the Hunter, which used to be 39% recoil reduction, mm -hmm. and now it's 32% recoil reduction, so it's actually seven less. Mm -hmm. And then the SVD style stock which used to be 42 percent recoil reduction now that's 35 so now it's 35 for the spd one and 32 for the regular one so that's actually a bit bit worse so they're kind of two things sort of go against each other like the base recoil has come down but then the stock's like not quite as uh, as powerful as it used to be but even still it's still an enormous buff right in comparison so now and then we did this on stream just having a quick look through i haven't looked at it since to be fair so the the base hunter, if I just look at the hunter stock preset, so the base hunter now, with all of the things added on, is 102 vertical recoil as the starting point, right. which is good. And then when you put on both the suppressor and the SVD style stock, that gets you now to 76. And those are really the only things you can do. The suppressor reduces recoil by 14%, and the SVD stock is, what do we say, it was like 4% more recoil reduction or something. So now, yeah, it gets to like 76 recoil. Now, the one funny thing about this is that I do actually need to go back and compare my footage from when I was firing with it in the video versus mm -hmm. what it looks like now stock. And I'm intrigued because a little bit like the shotguns, it kind of doesn't really matter what the recoil is in some ways. Right. Because of the way that the PMC auto control and recentering time functions. Yeah. If you lose sight picture, mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you've got like a million recoil right. because they both snap to the center at the same yeah. time. 
You know, it's not like the one with the higher recoil takes longer to resettle. It's not it's like the risk, the recentering. Let's put it this way. The recentering time or the recentering force <laughs> right. is proportional to the distance of which it travels on the vertical recoil. So the, the higher it travels, the faster it snaps back. And so really, it's a function of this TMC recentering thing rather than the actual recoil itself. And obviously, for multiple shots, like it's much better off having 76 recoil rather than 350 recoil. Like you're way better off. So you're taking... Follow-up shots with the VPO, or the, yeah, the VPO 101, as it's called. I keep, I always get it confused with the AK 101, but yeah, the, the Vepa Hunter is now a lot easier. But I need to go and have a look and see visually, like how much difference does it actually look, which will be quite interesting. But um, yeah, so the Vepa Hunter now feels pretty good. I think once the, I mean, let me go and check now. Once the pipe dies down, I was like, you could probably get the uh, the suppressor pretty cheaply because yeah, it's an AA battery and a Nixor lens. Nixor lens is right now like 18k, and the oh, battery okay. is 7k. So it's 25k for the suppressor, which is cheaper than any of the other suppressors that you could get for like, um, yeah, 762 by 51. So like people yeah. are talking about it, comparing it with the RFB, which is probably what I'm going to do at some point. So the cheapest ones usually like the, the quadruple Rambar to like hybrid thing. Um, so you might be able to run it quite cheaply. It's like, what, 45k or something? And then the suppressor probably takes it to 70 in total. Um, yeah, and if, if you like the PSO scope, style scopes, I mean... It'd be your jam as well. Could be a plus. Yep, and you can run the Vepa Hunter with a laser, which is very difficult to do on the uh, RFB. How do you do that? Because you run a oh, Cobra dovetail, right? Right. Yeah. Um, for a rail, and then you can put like Balder Pro or whatever on it, and then you can put a scope on top, mm-hmm. which is actually pretty cool. I'm looking at it now. Obviously, the biggest downside is the ten rounders. So if you can get a, if you can, you can figure out a way to make the ten rounders function then the hunter might be your jam now. The only thing I would say is the other big downside is the ammo availability. Because um, what, you don't get M80 till PC to perform? Yeah. I mean, you can craft that level too, which I don't know. I'm not in tune with the market. I don't know if that's worth doing. It was really expensive. I don't know if it still is. I'll, I'll just quickly Fort, pop open. It's Fort Dev, Which is... Eh. Sometimes it screen is, can be pretty expensive. Yeah, it's current and using like the average prices right now, it's about nineteen hundred per round. So it's it's pricey. One thousand nine hundred. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, that's kind of the issue for me. Is like, uh, unless you really care about, uh, I guess it's an option. To be fair, because it's it's basically the same as the SVT, right? Like, I mean, I think the instats might be a little bit worse for the hunter. I think the hunter has a pretty bad recenter time, if I remember correctly. Um, I actually don't know. Have a look. Uh, I have to look. Um, okay, so SVT is a little bit better on the stats of the re- recoil ninety six. Is it? Oh, the the stats. Yeah, just like the end game stats. Oh, well, you can get to seventy six though with the hunter with the suppressor, right? But it looks like the recenter is one and a half for the hunter. Okay, this is one point two five for the SVT. It's actually on par with like the SR twenty five. Okay, and the horizontal is better too. What's the horizontal? Like Eighteen. Okay, it's a little bit better. Yeah, tiny bit. So, you know what? It's not that bad. Although the camera recoil is a lot higher. Yeah, I'm not too sure how that... Ma- I mean, 
it's I don't know how much that matters. But... I think it matters for the like the floatiness of the back of the stock. I don't know why it's yeah, something about it, it right that makes SPT feel really good because the gun doesn't. I don't know. You can still see when you shoot. I'm not sure. It's like it's weird. It's one of those things where if they have the recoil aligned with the <laughs> camera recoil, then it feels mm. fine. So it really just depends on did they did they do their math or guess guesstimations right? Because the trying true example of how it's screwed is or an example that's screwed is the MPX. It just has like for no reason like two X the can recoil of all the other SMGs, and it just you, it's awful to shoot, man. It just mm-hmm. it's so bad. doesn't matter what you do to it. It's so bad. I don't even think I've seen Willers use it, and he uses some crazy guns, like <laughs> Shorty Fowl and his NSTM. So, yeah, no, I think you're right about that. Like camera recoil is one of those things that's not necessarily bad, but it needs to be it needs to be matched to the weapon. Yeah, it's gonna be just right. So I don't know. I'm interested to try it. I mean, with ten, yeah, with, with ten rounders, I'm just like, mm. I'm just more. I mean, the ten rounders doesn't bother me as much as the ammo bothers me. That's kind of the. Uh, like, would you use it with BCP FMJ? It's basically uh, PS. It's 7.62 PS with more damage. I just feel like I could, like, I mean, yeah, I'm going to give up suppressor and, like, you know, more optics and, you know, maybe, like, it's performance um, for the, for the, but just to have LPS, man, it's just, like, I feel like we're just in such a heavy ammo meta mm-hmm. um, in general, Tarkov. It's just kind of hard to, it's really hard to make these trade-offs and feel good about it. You know, do you think, oh, if I just, I shot the guy, he didn't die because I had this ammo, whereas if I had a different ammo, he would have died. Especially if you shoot somebody with like, I don't know, TC2001 on, and then BCP FMJ like bounces off the back of the guy's head and you're yes. like, oh, like really? Because yes. it's what, 35 pens? So you've got a, yeah. if somebody's actually got a class 4 helmet on, like even at point blank, you're talking like a 30% chance. Ugh. So it's That's just like a bit good. nasty. Yeah, it doesn't feel good at all, which is just a shame. So yeah, I see where you're coming from. Like, uh, and and we are in a really like heavy seven sixty by fifty four R meta a lot. Like, I went on last night. I was like, oh, we're using the SVD again. We still got to finish Punisher and uh, go to buy some like seven sixty two BT from Prapple four out of stock. Go and buy PS from Prapple three really? out of stock. I was just like, damn, dude. Like, I've, I've literally got to use LPS even though I'm Prapple four because like I can't, I can't buy it. It's just out of stock all the time. The global stock is not high enough for the amount of people who want to use it, but. You know, with the SVT, with the AVT, with um, you know, so many people just normally using the Mosin or whatever, like the SV98 with its new, uh, its new stock and things that came like a wipe or two ago, and and now with um, with the PKM, PKP as well. Like I mean, yeah, I know there's probably true. not that many people using that, but even still, like you know, the SVD on with its lower recoil, I think a lot of people probably are, like the SVD is actually usable. Like you could you could main it if you wanted to. I've used it a decent amount. Just in general, because I've not tried to finish Punisher 6. I'm not desperate to get the Epsilon. Like, I'm not really that bothered. And so we're just, like, taking it sometimes. And I tend to just do it on Interchange while I'm doing other tasks now. And, dude, it's absolutely slapping. It's so good. The SVD is so good now. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm kitting it, in fairness. Like, I've got a fully kitted SVD that I'm taking around. But it's just, man, it's, it's beautiful. It's got, this one's the 68 recall one with a Voodoo. Using the barter because you can barter for the voodoo with the two. Okay, they're really expensive on the flea, but the um, the barter is like actually really good value. They're like ninety six k. I don't know why anyone's buying it now. I guess you can only buy one per reset. But yeah, two broken G phones is seventy k. So you can get voodoo for seventy. And I just keep sticking that on the SVD and running it that way with the modernized 
um modernized rail and stuff like it's this isn't even the meta one this is like the atp tube plus the christophians like it's it's not the best one that you can even do because i'm not at class uh, level four traders it just feels really nice I'm, I'm enjoying it like 20 years ago it's okay and that's with the suppressor like as long as you use it in the right way you know try not to cqp with it but now that the recoil is only 60 odd it feels like you can kind of spam fire point blank and actually hit people rather than it just going all over the place because that's kind of how it used to be but i can see why people are using the ammo a lot like 54r is really in vogue it really is yeah i mean that's just i've i mean i feel like the svd has always been good and that's not because of the gun but because of what comes out of the gun <laughs> mm-hmm. you know and like it's to me, it's kind of telling because we have, like, I'll just, I'll just do a, you know, a, a comparison here. So we have T45M. It has 40 pin, and you can get on forever too. Whereas M80 has 41 pin, and you can get it on Workbench two or Peacekeeper four. Okay. Yeah, Workbench two for the equivalent of like two thousand <laughs> around or Peacekeeper four exactly. Uh, LPS, you can also get on forever two. Uh, there really is no equivalent for that. We have PS, which has 45 pin. You can get on Prepper 3. Um, we have M62, which has 44 pin, which you can... Oh, you can't craft it. You can only get after Spot Tour Part 6, after Peacekeeper Level 4, which isn't that bad. Quotation marks. <laughs> yeah, that one's kind of okay. Yeah. Um... And then, you know, just kind of moving up the stack here, we got, what, BT's probably next in line. Prepper 4. Uh, oh, I forgot. Actually, I forgot to mention this one. SMB, right? Level 2 workbench, 62 pin. Uh, <laughs> M61. 64 pin, level 3 workbench, after Shooterborn in Heaven. Okay, caveat there. And, dude, the craft for SMB, unless reds have, like, I doubt they've spiked, but unless reds are expensive, it's so cheap to make. Uh, I think you only get like eighty, but it's it's so worth, dude. Um, and then obviously you know you got BT uh, prepper four after Punisher Part Three, which naturally I feel like by the time you're Punisher, by the time you're prepper four, you're probably going to be most of the way done with the Punisher quest line, so you pretty much always get that. At least that's been my experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, again, it's like what does it have? Sixty something pin, fifty five. Okay, fifty odd now. Yeah, okay. they did they did take it down a little bit, like that's three right. wipes ago, two wipes ago. That's right. like that. But it's still amazing. Like, unless you're fighting against class six, yeah. you're going straight through tier five. And there's and how many really, people on class six? There's really no equivalent on the 760 by 51 side for that. So you have this kind of unique round. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a, a ton, ton of rounds here. M62. Yeah. Dude, 762.54 BT is out of stock now. Oh, yeah. It's so, I'm telling you, I mean, like, obviously, there's a new gun that's. That's helping in. There's been buffs to the, you know, in general, there's been buffs to the, to the caliber, if you will. Some, some nurse, I guess, but yeah, I've, I've always been a believer in like BT, um, SVD, but now it's just like going to be even better. And looks like Mm -hmm. the populace agrees. So I, I think what they need to do is take, like, we're at the point now where we probably need to start matching these calibers, you know, it just feels really out of place to me. Yeah, I think like uh, most things don't feel too bad, but a couple of things have been left behind. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So M62, like for 300 blackout, that needs to go back to Peacekeeper 2. M80 really, 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 really needs to be on Peacekeeper 3 now. Like it was I it was already so. a stretch when they put it there in the first place. You do when you can get LPS on Prapple 2, like it's just no 
You know, if you can't you... mod the good guns, like you can't buy the good guns, you can't mod the good guns until you get to Peacekeeper 3 anyway. So it's not like people are going to suddenly right. be having M80 all over the place. Like Those guns are expensive, you know? I like, mean, yeah, you the can... RFB is good, but... You can get M... MA55A1 from Peacekeeper 3, which has 44 exactly. pin. It's like, it, it doesn't really add up. Exactly. So, yeah, I think some of these things just need to come back. I mean, it depends on what they do, right? If they change everything after this wipe, because we're back, going back to like normal right. six monthly cycle, then I'm not sure. But, you know, it's fine. There's always going to be things like this, especially when they make relatively big changes for, mm-hmm. you know, the length of the patch or whatever. There's always going to be stuff like left behind. I'm, I'm kind of glad that that's the issue and not like oh this one thing is like super out of place now kind of thing it's like oh there's some ammo that are just sort of left behind like 762 or 51 i don't know like in some ways it's quite kind of okay because it's like well you know that's like the end game sort of caliber you know and you can't use it yeah, until later on i mean it's sort of it, a shame that there's not more variety within that particular space which i think would be fixed by peacekeeper 3 m80 but it's not too bad yeah it's uh, it's kind of weird because like if we if we look at you know, you gotta, you're right. You got to look at it holistically because if we look at like uh, five, five, six uh, in general by forty-five. Um, is that the right caliber, dude? My my brain is <laughs> M four bullets. Is that right? Forty-five. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, if we look at that, it's like sure you you know five M eight five five A one's good. But if I'm shooting out of a stock M4, <laughs> that's not a fun experience. So, like, exactly. the guns scale up drastically, right? Like, a lot of the mm-hmm. NATO ones, like the M1A is a good example. Um, SR25 a little bit, not really. RSS a little bit. Uh, most, any, basically any gun that can do, like, a muzzle and a suppressor scales pretty well. <laughs> yeah. And it can, like, you know, bonus points if you can change the stock out, I guess. Whereas a lot of these, like, Russian, you know, 7.62 by 54 are really don't scale that well. SVD is, like, the one exception, I guess, but that's, like, it, right? Like, even the PKM, you can't really do all that much on it. Like, you could change a muzzle on one of the PKP or PKM, I don't remember. You can, like, yeah. put a grip on the back, which is so weird, because it's just, like, the regular grip. And then, you know, where the trigger's at. And then behind it is, like, the stock, but also a pistol grip, like, on the stock. I don't know why it's... It's probably because, like, when you deploy it, like, the bipods, then you would, like, grab both grips, I would imagine, and shoot it that way. yeah. I don't know. Anyhow. I don't know. uh, So it kind of makes sense. In some ways, like, the scaling isn't good. I don't know. But, um, you know, we, we are seeing the meta shift a certain way now. So maybe that kind of breaks the rule. And and it is weird because you think about, too, you know, I meant to say this earlier when you're talking about the Hunter's uh, snap back to center time. You can, like, kind of, like, there's kind of two two ways to deal with that. One, you can just shoot and let it do its thing until you see the sight, until you see the target again, right? Mm-hmm. Option two is you could just continuously spam the mouse and, like, force it to go <laughs> back to center yeah. and it will be stable. It's... I think previously for a hunter, you really couldn't do that because it was so extreme with the high recoil value. But now you probably can, which basically you can do that on a lot of these like a hundred ish guns. If you go too high past a hundred, it's kind of awkward. It, it depends a lot on the numbers. But anyways, point being is that these like DMR 
rifles, they, they kind of just function like differently than the M4s would, for example. Like, you, you know, it's like, yeah, I can single tap M85, 6A1, but like, if I can get the scale up to this point, then I can just mm-hmm. full auto 5601. Whereas, like, the seventh, you know, a lot of these like DMRs, you kind of can't really do that, at least not as effective as you could with the 556, right? Exactly. Exactly. And it's just a different, it's a completely different style of play. And you can make both work, right? But uh, that's really? why I always end up preferring the full autos because I feel like I have the option to do both, yeah. depending on what I need to do. And you can. It's it's hard to pre-fire with a semi-auto, and it's just more awkward. And you know, you, I just find just me personally, just holding down the button and then moving the mouse is just smoother than me trying to just be clicking all yeah. the time. Like it screws with my aim, you know. I'm just, yep. I'm not, I'm not that skilled. So, <laughs> no, that's a real issue. Yeah, this is the thing. Uh, Less no. is more. But Less. it's it's interesting. I'm, I mean, I am enjoying the guns and the ammo. This wipe, I am, I am. It feels good. Feels good. I just like I was looking through. I'm like one of my next videos is gonna be one of the armor ones. I just almost wish that some more of the armors were available. There's just like so many, and there's so many people just don't yeah. use because either the barter's just are right. stupid and like haven't been <laughs> thought through, or like even the class fours. You know, there's I was looking at like the uh, Ars Armor A18 Scander or whatever. Like that thing has just never been seen in the wild ever on any player because it's like five bloody whiskeys. It's like two hundred thousand <laughs> rubles. Like, what? You know, I can buy, like, a Redute M for that, which is just, it doesn't make sense. But it's 25 slots, class 4, like, Thorax only. Like, it should be good, and it's what, near the top of the, the list. Same with the um, AVS as well. Outside of, like, when you very first start the game, and EOD players have it, and sometimes you find them on, like, Rishala's dudes. Yeah. Outside of that, like, nobody buys that thing, you know? It's, like, seven shampoos or something crazy, you know? And those are used for the green stim, so they always end up, like, 20k. So it's just one of those things. It's a shame that they don't like look a bit at those barters and tweak them down a bit because I don't think that we have very much armor variety in the game after so many have been taken away. Yeah, well, it's you remind me of something. Is I really hope they do this, but I would love for them to take these new faction armors. I'm gonna call them the the Wartech TV15, the Bear Starter Armor, mm. and the Eagle. Allied Industries MBS has played the USEC starter armor because they're both class three and just replace the PACA, the whatever fancy stuff EOD gets. And maybe keep maybe keep like one good armor. I don't know. But like put those in the traders as well. Like uh I, I don't know. To me, it's just kind of like they put them in the game and like they're only on rogues and they're not like they're great for like two seconds of the wipe. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I would like love to see. Like, I'm fine. Not like on one hand, I don't want like everything constantly available, but on the other hand, I want like the content that's in the game to be relevant because there's a lot mm-hmm. of content, and it's kind of like sad to see content be irrelevant that's in the game. So, like, if I don't know, put these on the traders early. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like I don't. I feel like it'd be fine if rogues have some of these other like miscellaneous armors, like the A eighteen, the Banshee, which they probably do mm-hmm. have the Banshee. Um, but like the A eighteen, I like never see. It's like the only time I ever see it is I kill a player. I'm like, oh, he got that from the quest and was using it. That's the only time because you get one from like a ragman quest. Because <laughs> I'll have the I'll have the same thing. Like, yeah, I guess I'll 
I guess I'll use the interchange because it actually has a lot of slots. Twenty-five slots. It does. It's. Well, it's like, I think it's the biggest you can get. Yeah, it's like. It's like not a bad rig on paper. It's class four. It's like relatively light. It's you know combined materials. It's it's eighty durability. Like you know, it's got it's got a lot of like. Uh, I forget what the layout. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's all like two by ones. It's and... all two by ones. So it's like a barter item collector's rig, you know. Yes, and this is and like I like I like it on interchange. Uh, but like the actual way you get it is barter only. I don't. There might be some AI that can spawn with it. I don't. I don't think so. But the barters suck. Five whiskeys, gold scoring, three neck chains. I don't think any of these ever become worth and usually there's something that's more valuable from my experience that might have changed um you know as, no, i think that's true never never see that one ever i think it's a shame but we have to remember all the stuff's going to change with the armor plates so that's probably why they haven't done it now because everything is going to change no true. one knows what this is going to mean once the armor plates come in it's like almost makes having so many armors meaningless in some sense like, they might all kind of be similar, right? I don't know. It's, that's the uh, only thing that I was, like, slightly concerned. Not concerned about it. It doesn't really matter. But, like, they've spent all this time making all these plate carriers. And they're just like, oh, this is going to carry, carry front, back, and two sides. And it's going to be class two outside. And, like, they're just going to be, you know, ten armors that all do the same. Yeah, I don't... I mean, the, the interesting part... And it's going to depend part, on plates. Like, I don't know. I guess it'll depend on the actual, like... The internal layout will still be the same, actually, in fairness. Um, yeah, th that should be the case. I, I mean, I think the interesting part will be, I think what's going to happen is there's going to be some, like, de facto armor that's got good coverage, and, like, you can put a plate front and back, maybe. Um, mm -hmm. but, like, the sides are, like, aramid, so, like, you can, like, kind of reduce buckshot. Like, probably the, the Killa armors, that kind of style would be good. I think we talked about Sword. Maybe even, actually, yeah. maybe in the Osprey would be pretty decent because i what i've what i've been thinking about doing is um at some point checking out tarkov sp's version of this it's not quite the same i don't believe and if there i don't know if there's a way to like only toggle that system like the armor hit zone system and mm. armor plates just to, like because they change a bunch of stuff with the with the realism on namely um, and just kind of, like, see, like, how it feels, you know? Like, play a couple factory raids, you know, get shot by AI, shoot the AI back. I just, I don't know, because it's, I feel like it's, you know, nothing may matter, or there's going to be, like, a handful of good arm, like, that are deemed good armors because they do cover, provide more, like, baseline coverage. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's going to be important. It's going to be whether you... Uh, I mean, maybe it will, maybe it won't. Like, I was thinking about this the other day, and you kind of, like, sparked off a thought in my mind, because I was, like, I was looking at some people talking about hit reg and stuff, and I was just made me really concerned about armor, sure. hit boxes and whatever, and I was just like, we're just not going to be able to target it, right? Like, if you're shooting at somebody with an M4 with, like, 45 recoil, like, you're not going to be able to target, like... The side of the plate, the neck hit box, you know, like it's just like not, it's just not going to really happen. And it's just going to be people spraying at each other. And sometimes you're going to insta kill them. And sometimes they're going to walk away, you know, without like, doing anything. It's just like really weird. But like, you said, you said, sorry to cut you off, but you no, said ahead. on Twitter, you were like, you said, oh, <laughs> I think that they should change the Thorax HP up to like 100 and something or whatever. Mm. And I was like, actually, 
I don't think that's necessarily a terrible idea. Just to stop people just getting like one tap through the side of the chest. I don't, I don't know. Like, so I mean, armor would still be useful, but players would have more health. It would lengthen out fights a bit. It means that you're not just going to die instantly to one round of like PMP out of a, you know, some crappy pistol. I, I don't know. I know it's not realistic, but. Yeah. Um, let me just look at the ballistics chart real quick. Because I think it lists am or uh, damage values there. You can sort by damage, I think. Yeah. Oh, there's just so many rounds that could potentially one tap you, man. It's just gonna feel <laughs> so bad. But like, uh, the, I mean, you, you left out the other part I said, which is like we have just embraced the RNG giga. We already have so much RNG, which I feel like if the recoil stays the same, it will feel more like. RNG, because have you ever been in these weird situations where, like, you're full-on a guy, and it's like, you're right on him, but, like, it's just, like, taking so long to kill him, and you can't mm -hmm. really figure out why. Like, I don't know why that's the case. I don't know if it's, like, the recoil being, like, kind of, you know, it's like the gun shaking, it's rattling, you know, maybe, and they're, like, at just the right distance where, like, it's not quite on, but, like, to you, you're watching, it's like, I'm dead on this guy, why isn't he dying? So I don't know. I feel like maybe if the recoil was like changed a bit to where it was more accurate and it wouldn't feel as bad on that side. And then you could actually like aim, like try to like target your your shots. Cause like right right now you get like ideally one good you know your first shot you can get on target easily. And then you gotta like shots two through like five, we'll say, depending on the gun. Obviously missed. Yeah, they're gone, <laughs> and then you're back on target. I mean, you know, if you're if you're skilled enough, I guess that's not true. But as a general rule, you know, I don't know. It's 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 it is tricky. But I yeah, I, I had a I had a one more thing I'll say is I had I had like a <laughs> just like a really bad brain brain rot thought. I was like, well, maybe it's not a bad thing if you get shot in the thorax because then. Your armor will still be good. And I was like, wait a minute. You like never want to get shot in the thorax whatsoever. <laughs> That's the point of armor. It's not, I don't put on my meat to protect my armor. You know, I put on my armor yeah. to protect my flesh. <laughs> the, the arguments come full circle. <laughs> protect the armor at all costs. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Okay. Look, just looking at the list. Um, all all the, the KS rounds will kill you. Uh, grenade launcher, uh, Magnum Buck was going to kill you, Express, uh, any, basically almost any shotgun round. It's so really. It has to hit like two pellets, though, right? It's, you're not uh, going to get well, like true, one true, pellet. true, true. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, yeah. So, like, you, you need like three. Um, for the KS, you need like two. Most, some of these you're going to need like four. Like Piranha, you probably need four. Yeah. Um, so, like, you gotta hit, and that's that's the other thing. I don't know how that's gonna feel, man. Just I'm really worried about shotguns being like maimed because like everything is so random. It's like, and you put like flechettes in the because, ah, oh, dude, it's just like and they're already about so it. good. It's like you hit them in the armor, check, good. You hit them in the <laughs> thorax in the armpit, check, good. It's just like consistent damage in an inconsistent world. I I feel like flechettes are gonna be really good, but still very niche. Maybe piranha will be 
more popular because it's more available. But anyways, you know, moving on. Taz, we got Taz rounds in here. Lapua Attack X, never even heard of that round. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have heard of it, but uh, PS12. Yeah, no one ever uses that right <laughs> PS12A, the flesh round for Ash 12. Um, so what's like a what's one that has like a good pin? I mean, UCW has 32 pin and 142 damage. That's not which is that one? Is that 51? Is that NATO? Uh, Lapua. Oh, Lapua. Uh, but that Lapua is so niche, though, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Let's see. Let's, let's one that's kind of PS12, 28 pin. And eh, that's too low for me. Let me see what we got. PS12B. Okay. That's actually kind of wow. 102 damage, 46 pin. Mm-hmm. PS12B oh, is great. Man. That's why the S12 is so good. I mean, it's good. The S12 is good now. Yeah, but now I feel like, dude. You get that lucky shot on them. And they uh, just die in a single hit. If you don't get the lucky shot good, you mess their armor up. Maybe. Uh, yeah, and the S12 will, because of the pen, it'll, it'll insta-kill anybody with class 4 on. It doesn't is... insta-kill people with class 5. Common misconception with the PS12B, because yeah. there's too much damage reduction. Do a fresh one, anyway. If someone's repaired it, and it's a gazelle or something, so there, it's such might, a go. Might have a chance. It might. The damage reduction actually is weird. The way the damage reduction works is super, super strange. It's like, if you're like full durability, it does like a bunch, but it's, it keeps the damage reduction quite high. Like, it, it's like a curve. It's not like a line. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, it's like, you know, 100% damage reduction. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm saying that in a confusing way. Let's say that like the gazelle reduces it by 20%. It's sure. like 20%, 19%, 19%, 18%, 80%, 15%, 12%, 8%, 0%. So it like it really falls off very quickly as you get mm. past the halfway point, but bef- but on the way to halfway durability, it's like it's still pretty high actually. It's not like a linear and that thing. Halfway point is when the round starts like pen- fully penetrating. Like it, like it penetrates essentially. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, the other one is three six six AP. 90 damage, 42 pin. So you could like one tap class threes and then maybe get a lucky hit on anything above. Yeah, 366 AP is, <sighs> is actually going to be pretty disgusting. I mean, there's, there's quite a few random rounds. If you go to like the, around the 85 threshold, there's like a whole bunch of random stuff, isn't there? You know, you've got like SP for 76254. So I, the, I, flesh, I, the flesh rounds for the P90, R37F is like 98. So you can just spray someone with a P90 until they die. Yeah, hydroshock out of point forty five. Dude, that would be an interesting. So, uh, this man is gonna give me another tangent, but that would be an interesting meta. Is like you pick a round that has like, you know, high flesh damage, but also like high armor damage. Which I don't know if usually they're like correlated high armor damage and pin. But if there was like some obscure round that was like you know had high armor damage and also high flesh damage, like honestly, actually, probably. <laughs> I might have it here. Uh, where's that? Yeah, TCW has 87 flesh, which we're you know I feel like that's going to be under 10, maybe five meters one tap. So maybe maybe not this one, but 30 pin. What's the the problem that you have? Oh, 25 percent armor damage. Never mind. Yeah, this is the problem that you have is that like the actual armor damage dealt is like a combination of pen and armor damage. So yeah. even if it's like. If it's two pen, but armor damage, you know, 100, then it's still going to do no armor damage, unfortunately, because it's 
it's the armor damage percent and it's you know, based on the pen power so gotcha gotcha yeah i don't know but it's just like i think spraying at people with like really high damage rounds and with high rpm that's going to be scary that's why i like picked up maybe the p90 one because you were like 50 round mag of flesh bullets or yeah or like 45 acp hydroshock yeah 100 damage just each. looking at that just like sneaking them through the armpit and boom you're dead it may it might be viable i just i don't know it just it's gonna feel weird playing like that and i mean may, actually honestly maybe that's how the smgs make their comeback is mm. you just load up flesh rounds and you because the recoil is low relatively speaking you just aim for the pits mm-hmm. <laughs> let me get them pits. mp4 dude mp5 sd yeah, it might be pretty good. With, like, Luger or something. I don't know. I just don't know Rip. if I want to, like, trade consistent damage for, like, chance damage. Because that's kind of what we're talking about. Like, how realistic, how many times are they going to be armpits exposed to me? It's not like he's, like, you know, hey, what's up, bro? You want this lead X with his arms up in there? <laughs> like, well, exactly. And this is the reason why maybe it will be okay, because it levels the playing field out a little bit more at the bottom end. But if you use BP, they'll just die in two hits anyway. Because you'll pen through the armor yeah, anyway. I just, and it's still, uh, still more consistent, you know? I just can't imagine, you know, people who like consistency, or, uh, you know what I mean? Like, as you say, BP's kind of got, like, no change in consistency, right? Like before and after, but previously it was like, no matter how many times you shoot me in the chest with your APC rip, you're not gonna kill me. Basically, whereas now you have a you have a chance, so to speak, mm-hmm. to to die. So like, I don't know, man. I just I feel like that's gonna feel bad. In oh, general. someone's just someone's just coming to chat, Varial, and he's just written. Imagine not knowing anything about Tarkov and coming in here and, he- and just hearing, like, you've got SP for 762, 54, P90, <laughs> flesh, R37, F is like 98. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> Imagine. This is, not the, this is not the entry to Tarkov podcast. I so, according to my calculations, if we divide uh, 762 by your 9 pin by the armor chance, yeah. That's basically us. Yep. Yeah. Well, nerd, I don't know. Nerd well, <laughs> We'll have to see. One last tangent is Lost Light has this new mechanic where certain guns and ammos have like perks built into them, which is really weird and bizarre. Like the um, PP19, its stocks have a bonus for run speed when you're indoors. It's just like a buff. Like you can just see the buff on your bottom. <laughs> Indoor your... run speed. Yeah. That's um, funny. I like that. Some of the sites can like spot loot at 15 meters and under. It's like a, yeah. Um, man, what's another one that's, uh, I can't remember. But, anyways, the one that's really interesting is what's called like bonus armor damage. And the P90 red tip rounds, I don't know what they're calling that game, but I don't even know what they're calling general. Um, it has this ability. And what's weird about it is it does half damage if it doesn't pin the armor. So, like, the actual damage it deals is halved. No, no, I'm sorry. Right. I, I said that wrong. If, <laughs> if 
if it pins the armor, it does half the damage. It's let's say it does ninety, it'll do forty five. Okay. Whereas if it doesn't pin the armor, it does the full damage. Which is kind of it's it's weird, right? But what ends up Why? happening? I don't know. But what what ends up happening is it's really good against people wearing like class five and six armor because it won't pin and it'll do bonus damage. But it's really bad against like the scabs of like <laughs> three and four armor because it pins and it does so little damage. It's funny. That's it, so weird. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, it's. it's Weird's a good word as well. That's why, like, Lost Eye could just do, like, goofy yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. Whereas, like, that would never mm-hmm. fly in Tarkov land. Yep. Goofy. I don't I actually wouldn't mind different guns giving kind of... Well, no, we talked about this before. Careful, maybe I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't do it guns themselves. <laughs> we talked about, like, move speed and stuff like that. Like, how you could, you know, give move speed bonuses and things with different... It was different weights we were talking about last time, but I, you know, you wouldn't necessarily be opposed to it based on like the <sighs> weapons class or something. Like SMGs give you like more move speed or something in general, like more ADS speed. So I, I don't know. I'm not sure. No. Yeah, no, that's some interesting ideas. I like hearing about other games because it's interesting what they've put in place. It just feels like yeah, we we said last time. I don't want to go on a tangent about it really, but everybody underweight is just kind of too samey. Like every gun is just, yeah. just the same movement with every gun, the same ADS speed with every gun. Yeah, you have your ADS, but Ergo's just like not good enough. But we've I mean, talked, the, we've talked enough about that in the past. The one other thing I would say is sometimes there's like a bit of a mis- mismatch in expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the one of the stocks that can go on the buffer tubes is like really lightweight, and I, I mean I, I had to, have to look it up. I can't remember, but it's it's a recoil stock, but it's really lightweight. Right. So, so it's kind of like, excuse me, you would think the light, I think it's the lightest one you can get, and it's like significantly lighter. You would think that it would be an Ergo stock, you know, because some of the Ergo stocks are actually really heavy. So it's kind of like, you know, feels like it's contradicting itself there. But Yeah, that is odd, because Tarkov's almost always the other way. In Tarkov, they always just correlated, aren't they? Like Ergo and Weight are actually different in EFT, but... The stocks that are like, or normally tend to be stocks. So there's like a correlation within the actual like allocation of stats. I think Almost usually that's the case. Not always. I'm not. I haven't. I would have to like look at a lot of. Yeah, stuff. I, haven't, I haven't like tabulated it all or anything. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, some of it is like there's so little difference in weight, also, but there are ones mm-hmm. that like stand out a lot. Um, like we're talking like point twenty one versus like point twenty two. It's like this stock is just better. You know, the mm. trade off there is like just good. I don't know. Anyways, enough about. Well, should we talk about the M4? I really want to talk about the M4. <laughs> we can talk about the M4 now if you want. Um, yeah. Not a bad time to do it. Speaking of stocks, transition. <laughs> uh, as, you, as you probably all know, they added some new attachments. Uh, for the M4. And I think we talked about it in an earlier cast, but I hadn't really had a full look at it till recently-ish, like a couple weeks ago. And I was watching GigaStream, I saw you were looking at it and talking about it. And it's, you know, we won't rehash too much, but, you know, there's a, a new upper that's really good. I think it's like, basically, 
it's kind of like in between the Gen 3 and the Mer. It's like not as good recoil control as the Mer, but really good ergo. So you trade like just one point of recoil for like a lot of ergo, like a pretty big swing. Um, whereas previously we didn't really have that option. It was like you had to trade two points of recoil for like a little bit of extra ergo. Um, so this really has like changed things. Then you got the new barrels, the Hanson barrels, which are just kind of like objectively better than their counterparts, which is like the what 406 like the millimeter. 80, yeah, like the 406 and the 18 inch. I think like the the long. I, I can't remember about the short one, but the the long three, one is like directly comparable to the 18 inch barrel. And maybe the other one's the 360. Yeah, 360. I think that one. I can't remember which one it is. So I like the shorter Hanson. <laughs> I'm I'm patching the game as we speak, um, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure both of them are just like direct upgrades. But the weird part is, um, and, and I mean the only downside to them that I could tell is that the longer one, the Hanson, whatever inch that's longer, that's the four hundred six sixteen apparently. Okay, yeah, thank you. That that one is can't take the jailbreak but jailbreak's been pretty irrelevant for quite some time mm-hmm. um the other thing with the hansons that we should mention is the gas tubes or gas blocks rather they are just again direct upgrades from the previous options we had like it's just more recoil reduction this I is think. the low pro one right the new one i believe so yeah and and, and it can go on the you know previous ones uh barrels at least i mean i may have not checked every one but the ones the the counterparts it can so you know all that's cool and stuff uh, well, well you know what, what okay uh, tell me more bro um so the one thing that was just weird on my thought process is you unlock them at like peacekeeper two or three or well one's locked behind a quest the longer one is the longer handsome barrel but these handsome barrels and gas blocks you unlock like relatively early, if I recall, and they're just better than some of the unlocks you get later. So, I mean, like, yeah, you don't have the 18 inch or 20 inch to choose from until later, but like, they're just like the gas block, for example, is like just a straight up upgrade. The handsome barrel compared to the you know 360 or the whatever the other one is it's just they're just like good so i i don't know it's i'm about to see if they're cheaper because i can't remember if i looked that up or not yeah the short one is 28k i can buy that now um so maybe that's gear three the other one i can't buy the long one which is the, the yeah, meta one that's, that's the that's quest 36k lock. is it well, what quest is it because it doesn't say for me that it's quest lock, but maybe i've done it I think it's Gunsmith, one of the Gunsmiths. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what oh, okay. it is. You have to find it. Because I, I remember seeing Axel tweet about this, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, shit, I'm going to go buy it right now. Because you have to find it to actually uh, do anything with it. Um, it's true. It doesn't say on the wiki that there's a, that there's a quest log. Hmm. I can't... I, Hanson 16. I think it's just Skier 4. Maybe they changed it. Maybe they changed it. And the other one's just Skier 3. Yeah, the one's just Skier 3. Well, the other's just Skier 4, apparently. What is this? 
Maybe you're thinking of a different part, or maybe they maybe they made made a change. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't, don't know. Sorry, now I'm playing with OBS. Stall for me, Giga. I'm gonna check out the Low Pro as well because I can't remember. I don't actually know what the name of that actually is. It is called the AR-15 Ballistic Advantage Low Pro Gas Block, and that one is also not Quest Lock apparently, and that is Skier. Three, yeah, skier three, and that's like eight k. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, okay, and that's like three percent recoil reduction plus one. Okay, but like yeah, the, the sum total of all of these things is quite a lot actually. Like the new upper versus the we have to get that from the flea unless the you have it. What is where's what is oh, that what, is, it, is it called the AX fifteen? Uh, I think so. Why am I typing Aeronox? Here we go. So that one is Skier 4. Yeah. But I can't buy that one either at the moment. Right. But yeah, between if you do the Aeronox and you do the Hanson Long Barrel and you do the Low Pro when you can get access to them, the Ergo Swing is astronomical, as you said, compared to something like the 18-inch, the old gas block, and yeah, like the Ultor Upper. It's a big change. And you don't give up that much recoil. You gain, I think, because we were looking at this on stream, as you said, and you lose a percent for the upper. The barrel, I don't think you lose anything. You only lose it against the 20-inch. But then you gain one for doing the gas block. Well, now I'm so curious. It ends up being good. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are you curious about? I've seen how much the... Like when I looked, the AX15s weren't that expensive on the flea, but now they're kind of gone, gone up. I think more people are realizing. Okay, so yeah, I just wanted to see what you know if I wanted to buy because what the Henson replaces. I get these confused. Yeah, it's the four hundred or the the, the three seventy. That's what it is. So you get. Uh, I guess you start with the three seventy when you buy an M4. Yes. So it's kind of. So you're kind of paying out of pocket, I guess. All it right. depends. Like, if you were going to build a completely Hansonized, like, right. you know, thing, I would just start with the mechanic lower, probably. Yeah, that's true. Because usually the M4, some of the parts doesn't make sense if you try and, like, sell by. I don't think. Unless they're really cheap. I swear people used to do the ADAR thing, but the ADARs don't really make sense either anymore. They're too expensive. You see that oh, the the good old days, the rechargeable battery Varta. 12k to get an ADAR. It was the base of all of my M4s. It was so good. You could almost buy it and just I think you actually could just buy it and set it back. And then they were like, no free money, and they got rid of it. <laughs> it was very sad. Um do you have the JP Enterprise gas block unlocked? Um let's have a look. Which one? The 5B? Yes. I don't. That's Mechanic 4. Hmm. Why? Um, That's 3% recoil as well, but you lose an Ergo for it. You lose an Ergo for it. Mechanic 4, we said? Mm -hmm. Yeah. God damn it. So, <laughs> it's Mechanic 4. It's 8,700 8, rubles. Mm -hmm. So not only is this one better... And unlocked earlier. It's also cheaper, the, the JP. 
So they just could, might as well just delete the the previous. You know, it's it's the new. It's like, oh man, it's like new. It's might as well just throw away your graphics card because the forty series is out. You might as well just I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like God, I hate I hate when stuff like this happens. It's so annoying. Um, I guess because like the barrel is kind of a different story because like you would have to like replace the barrel and it's kind of expensive. I mean, 28k is not really what I would call cheap. Like, what would be the alternative yeah. to that? I don't even know. Like, barrels are pretty... They've always been quite expensive, to be fair. So, I mean, if you go and link search on the actual M4 lower... Uh, I think they go inside the upper receiver, don't they? So if we just, like, link the Aeronox... And go to barrels... I don't really have anything I'm going to go to traders only... Yeah, so barrels are pretty expensive, you know? Like, the 370 barrels by standalone is $200, so that's right. about 25k. So the Hansen 13 is only 3k more. The 36 is pretty expensive, but, you know, the 20-inch barrel is, like, $300, which is, yeah, like, three, almost like 38k, so it's about the same price. Uh, what about the 18-inch barrel? Can you actually even buy that? Is the 18-inch barrel flea-only? I think one of those extra long ones might be, yeah, I think. Oh, I think the 18 is flea only and it's 40k. How oh, interesting. Yeah. I never really knew that. It's because I never, I never bother using the 18-inch barrel ever. Me if I'm going to go for like full sweaty min recoil, I always just did the 20. I never went for that like halfway house. I either oh. just didn't bother or I bought the, the 20. So I guess it's not all that bad. Um, I, thought, I thought it was more drastic. Um, but I didn't pay attention to the barrel price. That's that twenty eight k is not cheap by any means, and you're only really getting like uh one less ergo, and I mean two extra recoils, kind of nice. I don't know. I am interested to see how much it all costs once I get to max traders to build just like the base gun. I mean, you could build a pretty good one as is, um, with these traders. Or that with I the thirteen seven. I can only use the 13.7 barrel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's it's, okay, I suppose. Yeah, it's not bad. And then, like, if you do some flea shopping, you can do pretty good. Um, Like, I had a build here. The other thing I noticed is, like, all the suppressors feel really samey until you get to the top. Like, that's, Yeah, they are. The stats are, like, so close together. Um, It's just kind of kind of comes down to, like, what's the cheapest suppressor that or like what, what's your budget i guess like what mm. do you want it's it's so it's so close together it feels like it almost doesn't matter but uh this m4 is like relatively okay but yet you know you got to get the x15 off the flea and when i was shopping it's about it was... the same price as the traders so really okay uh... it is right now it's like the one right now is 35k 36k and it's 34 and a half like gear so Describe this to you. It has the, um, the AX15. It's got the Hanson thirteen point seven, mm -hmm. uh, APT buffer, which you can get from Skier relatively early, right? Or is it yeah. some yeah. Skier two? It's got the uh, the DS. Yeah, uh, the Chris DS one fifty. Yes, yes. The thirty round mag, uh, F one standard one pistol grip, which I think is also Skier. It's like cheap. Is it? I think it's like okay, cheap. What's that? Nine k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. all right. 
It's it's and pretty good ergo. And economics. Oh, he's good actually. Yeah. Extended latch. I don't know why. Maybe I have it though. Um <laughs> I think which one's uh <laughs> yeah, either that or the masp. They're both kind of the same. Um and then low pro. Low pro, low pro. What's the low pro? The gas block. Of course. Uh then we got the handguard. What are the handguards? So I, I have the Lova. I don't know why I have the the LVOA. LVOA S. Short is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm guess. Let me just see. Do I have an unlock? Decent. No, I, I just know. bought it from from Flea. Seventeen K. Yeah, it's all right. But I'm always torn the, about these until I unlock the Mark Ten. I'm always torn on like what handguard to actually go with because they're all like two percent recoil reduction I, at most, I, and usually one. Yeah, no, I, I agree, because the, the thing about the Mark X is, like, yeah, you can buy off the Flea, but then you can't buy the... You have to pay, like, a fortune to get the lower rail, so it's only, mm -hmm. like, really good until you can buy it from the Traders, because then you can get both. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I, I... This part of this out is, like, a quest M4 to, like, you know, it's, like, a good M4 to, like, depending on parts. I mean, the uh, the... Suppressor is the uh, what's what's it called? The um, mini beast, the thunder thunder mini, mini beast. Which one? Mini monster Thund thunder beast? Which Thund one are you doing? Thunder beast, thunder beast. The uh, I don't even know. Ultra five. What is this called? Yeah, that's the thunder beast one. Thunder beast. Okay, I thought I thought this there was like a mini. Isn't there a mini one? There's a mini monster which that goes on the SF three P. Uh, I thought there was like one that looks very similar to the thunder beast, but it was like mini. I can't remember. Uh... Maybe I'm the only one that I can think is mini is the SF3P one. SF3P one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. SF3P plus mini monster, and that lets you keep yeah, your ergo, no. but the recoil's not as good. I thought there was another one that had mini in the name. Anyways. Uh, yeah, because, like, I think as you said on the stream, the top-end ones, which is basically the ASR plus the Saker suppressor, and the other one, which is, you know, the newer one, was the G-Lock, which you can put the, yeah, it's the G-Lock muzzle and the M4SD-K. Uh, it's like you get a bit of ergo um, at the cost of a little bit of recoil. I forget what the trade-off is. Like, okay, so this build I got is 6337 with the G-Lock combo and then if we put on the saker 59 36 so like we gain two ergo would i say for the ergo oh, <laughs> I, can... well, I think the swing's like is it like four ergo i think the swing i i can't, I can't actually quite remember you, you might be right let me, let me do it again because i i have full <laughs> fish memory i can't remember uh oh my god dude, there's so many i hate I, why isn't this always sorted when you're trying to pick parts, it's so annoying. It's an, it is annoying. It is really annoying. I wish it was a <sighs> bit easier to find the ones. I just want to find. I actually can't find it. So <laughs> my, yeah, the one the one that I've got is like sixty four ergo and thirty six recoil. And if I swap it over to the the G lock one, that gets me to so sixty four thirty six, and that one is four extra ergo. Sixty eight thirty seven. So yeah, four more ergo, and we lose a recoil for it, which like is a pretty good trade off, especially when you're pretty low already. I think that's fairly good because like you'll make those trades on grips usually, 
in my opinion, mm-hmm. anyways. Um, like I'm trying to give a good example of one. Maybe like, like if RK4. you go uh, the difference between going between the RK one versus going to like the SE five, for example. The SE five, SE five. The SE five is two two percent with eight ergo, and the RK one kinda yeah is three percent, but the ergo is one. I mean, you gain seven, I guess there. So that's like a bit different. One for seven is like a bit more skewed. Yeah, one for seven is a bit more skewed. Um, because it kind of depends on which regime you're in, right? It's like it's different. If you've got if your weapon's got twenty ergo, you're much more incentivized to trade one recoil for seven ergo than you are when your gun's got oh. eighty ergo. You know what I mean? Um, sorry, say that again. Like if your if your weapon has got twenty ergo now, you're mm-hmm. much more incentivized to trade a recoil point out to get seven ergonomics. Than you are if your gun's already got eighty ergo. Yeah, like, that's very true. Like, do I, do I need another seven er- like ergo? No, I'll just take the recoil. Right, right. So it kind of depends what regime your gun's already in. I feel like you can get away yeah, with things like the RK one or the CQR. You can get away with those things more so if you're already in like a high ergo regime, which is what you get to if you do some of these builds, right? It's like, I mean, I could just go if I just do something standard instead because we were looking at like the cutting edge, like the the G lock and the Seiko are like cutting edge muzzles and brakes, like they're they're like seventy grand. So th- that's probably not going to be what you choose. But if you just go for something really basic, like the regular monster, like the build that I was looking at, um, even just with the RVG Black, you're like 71 ergonomics and 43 vertical recoil. And that's, the, that's what you said. That's the ATP um, tube from Skier, plus mm-hmm. the Christophiant stock, the right. grip you were talking about, the RVG Black, and then just this regular monster with the LVOAS on the front as the handguard. And that's like 71 and 43. I mean, I've got no mag in there, but you know, that's like... That's a very, very good starting point. Uh, that's, that's what I'm saying, dude. I feel like um, if you could shop smart for your parts off the flea, you know, and get a lot of the, a lot of the other, other your parts from the traders, like mid-level traders, you can build a really good M4. Like, yeah, I mean, this, this is kind of 37 recoil. I mean, this, this is kind of an extreme case. Because um, you do have to pay a pretty penny for the top end suppressors, but if you go exactly. for like something like I don't know the the, the Ultrafire, the other one that was like kind of okay ish that I was looking at was the oh god what was it um, the Blackout because right now I'm at fifty six thirty eight fifty six ergo thirty eight recoil. If I switch to Blackout, I never do that one. Funny enough, I wonder why. Okay, 54 ergo, 37 recoil, which is like kind of bad on both ends, if I remember correctly. I don't remember I don't remember what my ergo was. What was my ergo number? I don't remember. But it's like if it's not even PS- changing changing that much. Oh, it's worth it. I wonder if the PSR is, is worth it, because PSR is one PSR. that no one ever runs. The Thor, you know, it's the one that was bugged. The Thor PSR. That was the one that you used to be able to stack with the jailbreak. So people were using that because you could get your M4 to like seven recoil or something stupid. It was like it wasn't that bad. It was like seventeen recoil or something, something along those lines. But the problem with that one, see, that's like fifty k for the suppressor. But that's because it really does. Oh, but the the muzzle brake is skier four. No, okay, well you can't do that one then. That was uh, that that's a, an interesting one because I was just looking at my sheet and that one's actually got the same recoil as the silencer cut, but mm. the ergo is like five worse. You see? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, okay, but if it's cheaper, then maybe. Um, like, if you're looking in recoil order, it's basically Silence to Co., AWC, PSR, which is the store one that I've just put on, 
the um the glock the griffin m4sd that we just looked at as well which is the second best but it's actually meta because of the ergo lift then the aac blackout one that you were talking about then the thunder beast and then you would kind of end up in the normal ones after that which range from 23 right. vehicle down to like 20. So it's not a huge difference. I mean, it's mostly the ergo that you get with it, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, it's, but because there's, like, that's what I mean. Like, some of these, they feel so samey and like this weird, like, not the top tier, but not the budget tier either. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you know, you're kind of at the, it's basically the, blackout versus the um oh man i am i'm getting so well, like the, the thunder beast one whatever yes <laughs> i'm getting so triggered at, at these <laughs> fucking muzzles that keep changing yeah oh my god it. it's terrible it's and trying terrible. to talk at the same time is like near impossible so yeah like there's a reason the why i do when i'm doing gun build videos there's yeah. a reason why I usually <laughs> write it, it depends out. on how I'm feeling. Usually I either write it all down and I read it out and then I listen to myself reading it out and then I build the gun like with the audio playing. Yeah. Which is better. And then when I get stuck, I just don't move the mouse and I'm looking for the attachment and the audio is just like carrying on, whatever. And then I find it and I click to it and then I like pause it and I pause the recording and I go back and then I just cut the frames. So it looks like I didn't have to search. Very clever. Which is funny. It's just like annoying. I've like finally got that workflow because you do the drop down, and you're just like, oh my god, I've got to look through 25 muzzle breaks and they all look the same. Yeah. Oh god, I don't know what I'm doing. I had a su- sneaky suspicion that was, uh, what the actual? I don't know what's going on. I can't change this. Um, that was what you were doing. So the Air 15 Thunder Beast. I don't do it all in one take on my own. Definitely yeah. not. <laughs> The Air 15 Thunder Beast I can get from Peacekeeper 3 for 60 bucks, and then you buy the Bear of the Flea for 40 k which is, sorry, the suppressor, which is kind of pricey. Honestly, I thought I remember it being cheaper, but let's just look at the alternatives. So I have parts taken off. That way, the actual fine parts will work. If you have too many parts, it won't work. It just bugs out, so you can't see the pricing or anything. It's so cursed, man, this game. Uh... So now I gotta play the find the suppressor game. Okay, here we go. Found it. Found it. Boom. Which this is like kinda similar ish. Okay, so it's about the same. 47. 60 bucks from the trader for the muzzle and then 48k. So maybe the I don't know if the prices have gone up since I looked, or maybe they were that price to begin with. I thought they were cheaper though when I was looking, but maybe not. And you, I mean, this is the thing. It's like you could technically do the wave and then put on like a nice, like more <laughs> recoil heavy mods <laughs> in other places. But this is what I love about the M4, though. There's so many parts. It's so like you can make Even so many builds. Same price. It's it's so good. It's so much. Yeah, fun. it's just like, but I mean, it 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 looks fun on surf. On it's like complex on surface, but then once you start really looking deep, it's just like. It's, it's kind not of complicated s- once you have enough money just to build like the best stuff or the second best stuff. Then it's not yeah, that that's complicated. True. But usually the monetary angle is where it kind of becomes interesting. Because like true. I was just looking through the suppressors now, and it's like, yeah, the Silencer Co. and the Griffin are both like 70k, 80k each. And then you've got things like the PSR, SDN, da, 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 they're like 50k, and the Thunder Beast. And then you got down to the bottom end, you got like the normal monster, which is kind of, you know, it's a bit average on both, and that's like 30k. So it really does actually step up. Like usually in Tarkov, it's just like most things are 40k and then the best stuff is 100k 
And that's often what the way that it goes. You just step down to the second most, uh, the second best. But uh, the, I don't know. People have got more nuanced about what they're willing to pay for things. I think so. It's become more interesting. The market, the market is more efficient. Let's put it that way. It's more efficient than it used to be. You used to just be able to grab the second best, and it was super easy. Whereas now, it's like much more of a sliding scale. But you can make some. You can make some disgusting M4s. Yeah, I mean, at the very top, and it's gonna be crazy. I think. I think you were saying there's gonna be a lot of M4s late wipe is your prediction, which, I just the fact that you can get it like what is it like thirty two on like the time like I mean like Dude, what's the reasonable one? The reasonable one. Okay, yeah. well, I mean, I'm I'm out of the thing Do you now. Have but it? I'm, uh, you know, I might. Let me go to presets. Let me just okay, check. I can quickly slap it on here. I can check. Let's I see. don't have one made yet. Meta version it. one. What was this? <laughs> uh, okay, so I have one here, which is suppressed, canted, gripped, drum magged <laughs> with a voodoo. And oh that my is 50, god! That is fifty-eight ergonomics with twenty-eight vertical recoil. I forgot about having a variable zoom on there we just slap. oh yeah variable this is like the everything build this is the everyman right, build right. you know you can deal with any situation um maybe except for long ranges because it's just the damage on the rounds are a little weak but um you know everything's like short to sort of mid to mid to medium longish like you know anything uh, past 200 meters you're just going to struggle because of round damage but before then you should be good and yeah as i said 58 ergo which is completely fine and 28 vertical recoil which is really low that's like the same recoil. I know it's different for different guns. I know before everybody talk, goes at me in the comments, but that's like the same recoil number as on like the MP5 SD or something. Wait, how do you? Oh, I know how you have. Okay, which is yeah. madness. Yeah, this this is crazy, dude. And that's with the drum, right? So you could. Go I know that's with the drum. For, you could go for. Oh, you could go for the hundred rounder and have forty-seven ergo and twenty-eight recoil. <laughs> no, that wasn't what dude, I meant. Dude, but you could go for like the, the for, if you go for a forty rounder on this build. It's 67 ergo and 28 vertical recoil suppressed with a voodoo. If you go for a 30 round, you have 72 ergo on this build I have right now. And 29 recoil. What? What? Yeah, it's bonkers. This is, I mean, it's just like... I mean, you're it's right. This bonkers. is the everything build, right? It has everything. You have a high, good ergo, low recoil, drum mag, voodoo suppressor. What's not the love here? And that's why it costs you 500,000 rubles, even when you have the, the traders unlocked, you know? Yeah, I guess that's fair. That is, a, that is a pretty pricey gun, relatively speaking. Yeah, it's extremely expensive, which I think is, yeah, kind of fair enough, but... Yeah, Anyways. I don't, know. I don't know. Interesting stuff, I think. We'll see you later in the wipe. Yeah, I'm kind of sad there wasn't anything else to really play around with, because I, I spent the day like looking at stuff, and there was like nothing for any of the AKs. Mm. nothing really changed progression wise that I can recall and you know while I'm talking about it they keep adding these freaking muzzle devices on these M4s that are just like no one ever uses them man <laughs> like not alien... if they nerf them yeah not if they nerf them RIP alien tech let's never forget your uh two seconds of fame seriously uh, uh, what was the what was the other one they added that I didn't recognize? Oh yeah, arrow arrow. Maybe maybe you you recognize this one, but like arrow knocks. I think uh, I think I've noticed it once, but I don't know if that's new or like this one. Arrow knocks butterfly. 
Yeah, perhaps. Like, I think it's even worse than the nerfed alien tech. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just like, oh man, I don't know what they need to, like, I kind of dislike the whole double bonus you get when you have, like, muzzle and suppressor on there. Because, like, no mm-hmm. one's no one's in the right mind is, like, ever going to use these. I don't care how cheap they are. It's just, like, no. it doesn't make any sense. So. Yeah. Okay. M4 well, min recoil now is 24. That's crazy. With 37 ergo. That's, like, min recoil. Yeah. I mean, fair enough, 37 recoil, but that's still very low. I can't, anyway. already, I can't believe it's already been an hour and 30 minutes, dude. What the heck? At least by my clock. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough of the fun stuff. <laughs> the next topic's not fun. Uh, I mean, depends. <laughs> on who I, you will let you in. I will let you introduce. <laughs> no, no. Seriously, the honors. <laughs> uh, so, drama alert. As we often say on this cast, there was some Twitter beef between Mr. Streamer and also Mr. Streamer. I'm trying to stall and pull up the tweet. It's z- there's, a, there's a plural at the end. Many tweets. <laughs> Many tweets. Okay, so I got, I got the source here. Let's, let's pop it open. Mr. Airwing Marine put out a tweet on September the 16th at approximately 1.01 p.m. Eastern State of Time. <laughs> he says, If you need top-tier ammo and meta-recoil weapons to play Tarkov, you are not good at the game. If that's all you want available in the game, you don't actually like Tarkov, you like Call of Duty with more steps. Giga thoughts, first reactions. So obviously this went completely insane, right? <laughs> this this thing went completely crazy. And I don't... I think well, it's maybe me... just the way that it's worded, right? Because people went crazy mm-hmm. as if it was basically calling out like all the top tier people who want these things unlocked in an easier-to-get fashion and feel that restrictions have only been bad for the game. When... I mean, it actually doesn't, right? Because I guess it depends what you define as the word need within his tweet. Like, if you need it to be good, I think is is kind of what he meant, right? Whereas, like, all the guys who took offense to it, they'd be good if you gave them a TT. So it's actually not really about them in a sort of, in the strictest sense. You know what I mean? Like, saying you're not good at the game if you have to have the meta stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, those guys are undoubtedly good at the game. The people who took most offense to it. Because they don't need better stuff to stomp all over Timmy's, as they show many times. So yeah. it's actually kind of ironic in some ways that um, the Shift W side of the community got so up in arms about this. But um, Well, I mean, I do feel like that's the underlying message is sort of like that idea. Because you are, I mean, I pretty much... almost exclusively see this sort of like you know what's the point in playing the game and leveling up if i'm not gonna get bp from the from x y and z um from like that type like that space in tarkov that community that side of tarkov the shift Mm -hmm. w chads so i do almost feel like you know when he says like if you need top tier ammo 
to play Tarkov. You're not you're not good at the game. Someone's like, oh, I'm good at the game. I like top tier ammo. You, you know what I mean? Like, I want top tier ammo to be relevant because I'm good at the game. I don't know. There is some kind of like self identifying, you know. Like, if you take I offense guess, to uh, this, you're sort of like self identifying. <laughs> I guess it's like the two parts of it. Like, if you need top tier ammo and method recalls by Tarkov, you're not good at the game, which is like one thing. And then, right. if that's all you want available, you don't right. actually, because these are kind of two separate statements. If it that's is. all you want available in the game, you don't actually like Tarkov. You like Call of Duty with more steps, and maybe it's more relevant for the second part of the mm-hmm. yeah of the tweet yeah. because a lot of people do want that stuff more available and yes. feel that restrictions have damaged the game, and therefore it's like, oh, you don't actually like Tarkov then. Um, but God, I did like I don't even know where. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just I, you know. I wouldn't have worded it like this, but like I kind of agree with the sentiment. Um, like I feel like statement one is true. Like uh, statement one is, I think, true, it's like, but I don't think statement one really applies to many people. I think was kind of my point. E- what do you mean? As oh, it applies to those people. Yeah, I mean, I just mean in general. I feel like you know, if you can't compete unless you have the meta stuff or the best, I'm trying to think of the an example like i don't know some some card game that's like collectible card game i can't play the game if i didn't spend five thousand dollars to buy all the top tier cards you know that's like that's like the high tier ammo and meta argument right it's like you're not actually good at the game yeah i i, I kind of agree with that sentiment right you know it's like mm. there's a, for me there's like a real pride and joy in like playing these games that like monetize their like game and in, in a you know this kind of like collect a card-ish way or it's like really annoying to play against people that just like drop money basically lost light but i take a certain pride in being like a free-to-play player you know um so i kind of agree with that sentiment but and then the second part you know if that's all you want available in the game you don't actually like tarkov you like i'll do extra steps again i kind of agree with this sentiment but like i just wouldn't have worded this way where it is sort of like uh very direct uh, i don't want to say very direct but like antagonizing in a way but anyways what are you gonna do it's it's twitter baby you gotta get the impressions we gotta get that that elon musk money coming in you know what i'm saying and it sure it sure did <laughs> sure did sitting on a cool one hundred and fifty-two thousand views that's a lot it's a lot of impressions so i uh, guess it's, yeah it's yeah, just complicated because it's because it's more nuanced isn't it than than the way that that statement is put together God, it's just, it's so complicated. Like, I don't, I still, I don't understand the people who say that, you know, restricting stuff on the flea, blah, 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 was like, it's only been a bad thing. Because like, we we tried that before and there was, there was, you know, obvious downsides as to why that wasn't necessarily the best way that the game would run. I think like the problem is also like different, different models for Tarkov. It's mm-hmm. on different sections of the, sections of the community. Yeah, those people who were complaining before aren't necessarily the same people who are complaining now. So, like in the completely unrestricted flea market zone, experienced players who knew what they were doing, who were playing low level accounts, could win anyway because they could buy good stuff on the flea market and kill right. people. Timmy's were still getting stopped on because they didn't, yes. they couldn't afford M61. They didn't know how to use it when they did actually have it, and they were just dying to people in class six. 
those people now can't access anything and they're still dying to people in class five armor. So it's kind of like, doesn't really make any difference. But those experienced players previously now can't buy the stuff to compete or so they feel um, because, you know, they can't get high-end stuff um, relatively well, early. I think maybe but, there's more of a sentiment that it's not that they can't compete, but it's like they feel like they're not getting rewarded for their, you know, grind as they used to. So, it, you know, it's like I think it's naturally going to feel better. Like, they lo- you lost some power in your progression. Yeah, and that's, and that's, the, that's the other section of the community, exactly. So that's like the top-tier dudes who are just oh, like... Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like, well, I just leveled my traders, I get my reward, and then I could just use that for the rest of the wipe, and I grind every wipe up to that, and that's fine. Whereas, like, last wipe, for example, no matter what I did, I couldn't get BP. I had to craft it out in the in the hideout, mm-hmm. and that feels, like, disproportionate because the dude who comes on and plays, like, you know, two hours in every evening has the same amount of BP as me because, uh, you know, I have to wait for the craft in, this, in a linear sense, the same as everybody else. And I'm, but I'm playing, like, ten times as many raids, so I just never have the bullet, right? So it only lasts me, like, yeah, a quarter of my true. play session at most. So then maybe that was why. And it, it kind of, like, when I was reading through all of this stuff, I, like, nearly put together a tweet about it, like, in the middle of it, just being, like, kind of reasonable. But I was like, A, I'll leave it, and B... I, I couldn't like I couldn't make it short enough to actually yeah I hate Twitter for that make reason. it readable yeah exactly and so I just like I just didn't but I was like it almost feels as if what we need is BP on the traders at level forty five and a craft a workbench three so it's like okay if you're lower level you can get it in a restricted fashion right it takes you a long yeah, time to craft yeah. it but if you really want it you can get it or you can put loads of hours into the game and you can get rewarded for being a high level fine. You could do both. You could do both. And right. I feel like that's the best way. I honestly think that's the best way. After reviewing all of it and the arguments on both sides about, you know, what the problems are and blah, blah, blah. Because, um, I mean, a lot of the top tier guys, like, they, their main complaint about the way that this system works is that it makes people play, like, more scared and stuff and reduces PvP and things. It's like one of the main complaints that you see about it is because, like, everyone's terrified to lose their gear because everything's so restricted and da da da. That makes everyone play like super ratty and there's less. No one moves. Everyone's just, you know, crabbing in bushes and all this. You see that constantly from the Shift W community, which is like, it never used to be like this, is what they say. I mean, it's kind of true because, you know, previously you could be playing a scav, loot a slick, throw it out on a market for like half a mil. I mean, that was a big come up. Mm-hmm. And you get to wear it as a scav and use it on the raid to survive, which is kind of nice. Whereas now you loot a slick, it's like, uh, you know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't feel as good. So like, I don't know. I mean, in some ways, I think that the unrestricted flea, you know, no found and raid did sort of, it was like Tarkov on speed, you know? Mm. And it was just like, you go in, you know, you win, lose, die, draw, whatever. It's like, you just everything gets turned into cash and then you take that cash and buy anything you want. You know, it was just kind of like wild West like that. And so it was, I think it was good for like casual players because you didn't have to invest a lot, all that much, you know, uh, it was basically like level 10 slash level 15 and you had the, you know, the whole ocean is your oyster or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, but I, I'm like, my argument is it depends on the casual player because a lot of people just weren't buying it, even though it was there. True, and there's a big but... difference between the players that like would buy it and try to you know get better or whatever and people who were just like they were just scared because it's Tarkov and it's scary and they're like I don't want to spend 300k on a piece of armor you know I want to just creep about and do my thing true but I think that the players were not selling the armor to buy armor they were selling the armor to do hideout upgrades which now they just can't or whatever you know progression mm-hmm. maybe they want to buy mm-hmm. more Mosins maybe 
but now it's like you can't really there's just certain items that just kind of feel dead and now there's more restrictions you know fountain ray came along it's like it's kind of a lot harder to liquidate stuff and then turn that into progression you know it's yeah. like you have to do these if they're ba- basically just basically saying some work that you do is not uh acceptable you have to do s- this specific type of work to progress yeah. is kind of what they're saying now and i think a good middle ground is is like you were describing as a good approach uh, the only the only caveat i would say is like when uh, you remember the wipe it was a couple wipes ago where bp was just everywhere because the mutant mm-hmm. and i think it was just the mutant was was rampant yeah. i don't even think the rd came out because you could craft it and you could buy it from prapper it wasn't even like a i think punisher six was still the quest line so. behind it it might and have it been like, rogues. yeah, and it was like cheap too back then. So you would like a craft it, b buy it every reset, and and this was like before it got knocked up in price. I think it was probably the price PP is now was the price Maybe. BP was then, and it was just BP was everywhere. That's that's kind of my only worry is, yeah, I don't know. It's and then you think about it too is like because BP's everywhere. The, I mean, it was late wipe, to be fair. But anyways, BP's everywhere. People are dying. You know, ammo's getting shuffled around to different players and stuff. It just kind of, like, spreads. It it's, gets infested. It's tough. But that's why I think, like, at level 45, it's, like, it's high. It's like over max traders, right? Most people never get there. Yeah. It's not just, like, you know, finish Punisher 6 and you get it at couple 3 or whatever, I think. Because that's, I think, the way it used to be. A long time ago and the craft takes forever right it's like it does take a long time so i don't think that's necessarily a problem like last wipe with the craft it was all right but yeah i don't know like uh, i do think that that's a good a good way of going about it but the, yeah the issue is it's just like the unbridled system it does arcadify the game and some people do want to play the arcadey game um this is true and some people miss the old way and like i do think the one big disadvantage to the way that the system runs now is as you say, like different kinds of work have been reprioritized, and basically yeah. said this kind of work is not very valuable to do. And the the problem with that is that, and and alongside RMT restrictions as well, is that a lot of types of huge come up have all been deleted from the game. And yeah. there's these like crazy highs, like so you still get the lows of Tarkov, but now like the crazy highs are just like you just don't get them now. It's like That's I'm going to fill my Skanda A18. Not that I'm ever going to wear that, but I'm going to fill that with two by ones and one by one slot like flea market items and sell them all there. Whereas before it'd be like, oh, you know, I'm going to go find, find a weapons case in Mark's room or um, really, like anything, anything crazy like that, you know? And, uh, or even like finding it on a PMC that I, I one tapped him with a moat in to the yeah. head and then he had a slick and I can go sell this slick and exactly. fast MT on the fleet. And that's like a huge come up for me. That's now like, you know, I don't know, it was a 600K or something. Yeah. That's like crazy as a new player. You're like, oh man. Whereas now it's just like, well, I don't want to wear it. Like I sell it to Ragman, it's like 100K. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to be heavy. Then you think about weight and factor yeah. now. You know, it, maybe I'll wear it out of the raid or whatever, but like even still, and I'll never take it in again. It's just like, it's a different dynamic, right? It's like, it's a more fearful dynamic. It's less of a like, like risk it all to gain it all kind of mentality. Yes. Like that, that is the biggest downside about the way the new system is. It's just grind 10k per slot items until you yes. can afford the things that you're actually allowed to buy, of which you're not actually allowed to buy most of them. That's the problem. It's very linear, um, which, you know, is it's it's kind of a you know linear game design kind of neutral in my opinion you could do linear game design really well um it's just it does it's so annoying because it's like they're basically saying the the work you need to do is loot 
barter items 10k per slot and then like tediously do all the tasks to get the things you want you can't just do any type of work you have to do specific work and then once you do that once you do enough of that work and you get it from like the trader or the or the, or the um workbench then you can sell anything and everything and liquidate in the cash. I mean, not really on the market, but you know what I mean? It's kind of like, then you can just buy the stuff either from the trader or the parts to like assemble BP in the workbench. Cause then it's like, fine. It's just, I don't know. It's tough. That's why I'm, I'm more of a fan of like putting it in the raid, but like, it's so tricky even then because you don't want it to be like battle Royale where it's like, Oh, I yeah. open up a weapon box. There's 180 rounds of BP. You know, but at the same time, it's like I I do want the casual to like I do you do want to have those not even casual but you do want to have those like really high highs and it's like man we don't really have a lot of that now it feels very grindy in this whole barter ten k slot economy we're mm -hmm. in yeah like it isn't very exciting to do a loot right. run for ten k slot items it just isn't like yeah. it's boring. It's really exciting to find a weapons box worth two and a half million and selling it on the flea. And you get out of that raid and it's crazy, right? Like, we don't see those things now, really, unless you're finding a really rare key, you find a mark key or something, um, and you find a Ledex in raid. Like, there are some things like that, sort of, but it's not, not quite the same. And people used to, like, go into raid with these big boxes and hoover up huge amounts of loot and make crazy YouTube videos with, like, two million views on, like, going in with two thick cases and stuff. That's, like, your Veritas video from, like, four years ago or whatever. Trout like, with the junk box, tweak yeah, you like with the junk moments, box. Yeah, like, those moments, it's just, like, they don't happen anymore, and I think yeah. that is sad. And that is one big downside of the whole system to me, is that, that like, the money-making angle of the game and the efficient way to make money is just inherently a bit dull, because um, it used to all revolve around looted, like, loot rooms with high loot, which is why everyone's so excited about the bloody key you know because it's like a little bit like the way it used to be that's or like, true or people like looting black room because it's you know scary and risk or whatever and there's like a ton of money in there and it goes insecure because of the injector case but that's a whole nother topic mm. um so i don't know like yeah that is that is one big downside i, I do think but there's going to be this inevitable battle between the people who think that less restrictions is good versus the people who think more restrictions is like the way the game should be mm -hmm. and it depends on how you want the how want the game to play out if you just want like constant pvp and just but yeah, we'll have to see what happens with Arena because that's kind of more like what Arena's like. But I don't know if Arena's really going to replace the way that Tarkov is with it. You know, you've got your stash value and you're taking stuff from people and, you know, you know recycle people's items on the flea market and get really rich and, you know, be the ultra chad. And I don't know. It's, it's going to be a bit different. But with the two games linked and it's your same character, then maybe it'll have the same feel. Maybe you'll be able to get like super looted in Arena as well and you'll end up like bringing over like billions back to main, the main game. I don't, I don't know. But the game isn't the same game as it was in 12.11. It's never going to be. No. And we need to find a balance of the two. And I think, like, yeah, high level, like, you're giving a route for both. Like, you do the grind, you get the unlock. You do the grind for the hideout, and you slowly work your way towards it. You get the unlock, too, but it's, like, it's expensive, and it takes a while. That's, like, the trade-off that you have to make for not putting right. in the hours. I feel like that's kind of okay. And then, and then you have to, like, stack your mags and all this stuff. Because, like, every time, um, every time I talk about, like, stacking mags, I have like tons of people being like, oh, this is so, you know, it's a good idea. Like, you know, I should always do this because I'm always running out. Or if I die three times, that's it. And other people just being like, why would you ever stack your mags? This is the stupidest idea ever. And that means that both types of players can do, you know, what they want. Like you get rewarded so you can buy enough mm -hmm. PP. You don't need to stack your mags. That's fine. But the average casual True. player, they don't have that high survival rate. So they're going to want to like stack their rounds so it really counts. They're going to have 10 of BP at the top and other stuff underneath. 
so that they can maximize the the limited quantity that they have because that's the compromise they've had to take. But I like I I think that's the way. I really do. Yeah, I think you're right. I think having multiple avenues is gonna be a good middle ground um, because previously we had any avenue, and we've kind of gone through different iterations of one avenue or you know two avenues. But maybe just having a bit of a bit of a good balance mix of you know, like you're saying, hideout trader. Uh, yeah. maybe like loot pools. I don't know what you could do there, but yeah, it is, it is a shit. Cause this is the other thing I was thinking is like when you talk about PVP in this current state, it's like, let's say it doesn't really matter who you are, but let's say you killed someone, right? I mean, it's like halfway in the raid, you go to loot them. What are they going to have on them? That's going to be like the big thing. Well, they're probably gonna have a bunch of barter items. So you sift mm-hmm. through and you probably have barter items on you. So now you got to sift through and figure out which barter items are the most value, you know, think what, what, and we're no longer in 10k per slot. We're now at 15k per slot. You know, we're cutting, we're dropping stuff. Uh, and and it's taking like, their rig as well. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's like, can I, can I fit? Oh, I can get like a little bit more if I fit their rig. And now I'm heavy. Uh, I'll take their gun. Uh, okay, I'm heavy. Maybe they got a gun too from like someone they killed. So you strip some parts down, whatever. Now you're overweight. Now you pop the mule. And it's like, it's, it's like you just came out with like a bunch of mediocre loot. It wasn't anything crazy. You know, even. Whether you're the Chad killing, you know, Timmy, or the Timmy killing the Chad, even the Timmy is just like, he probably doesn't even have a mule. He probably, <laughs> what's he going to do with this broken armor? You know, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of crappy. Yeah, I was going to say, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. The only thing I was going to say is that, like, I do think, and this is one of the things that I actually like about the SVT being added, is that I do feel that a lot of the, like, low level, like come up yes. kind of guns have been removed over time and i quite like weapons that just have no scaling whatsoever so the svt just doesn't scale yeah. with no parts <sighs> but you can kill chads with it right and it's you're, you're making a compromise like there's actually this there's this thing that i think about often which is about like i've got guns in my stash and i'm like i've used them for whatever or i've taken them from something else and i'm like i only have a limited amount of raids that i actually can physically play and a limited number of guns that i can actually physically use so some of these guns, even though they're like kind of okay, like why would I ever use them? Because I can just go into raid with something better and it means that I might have a, a better experience in that raid. And so there's that like, there's this weird like balance there and having guns that are really cheap that just do not scale at all, but have the like the punch up power, but they've got compromises. I feel is so good. Like it's the, the way that the Hunter used to be was, was great for like, you know, newer players. And I think the SVT is, I think it genuinely is good addition. I really do. I think it's good. Like you can you can pay like four times the price and get something that's like decently better. But with the SVT, you just can't. And it gives you this like baseline. And it's very specific too. It's like DMRE, it doesn't full auto, you know, that kind of stuff. It's um I think it's fine. And that that kind of thing actually I really do think helps the casual player a lot more. Having those things that are cheaply accessible and allows you to compete without paying yeah, too much. I mean it's... like you it needs to have compromises, right? Like terrible ergo, yeah, like only one scope, no lasers, like smallish magazines. But the ammo is good. You know, that's that's fine. Like that that kind of thing helps, in my opinion. Yeah, I think because we don't have matchmaking of any sort that we know of, that skill or gear or progression base, um, you you really need to have something that's like a cheese weapon, you know, it's like has mm-hmm. one strategy to it. Um, it's like niche. Uh I think of the Yoka and, and Russ, it's like a yeah, anyways. Uh the only thing is, like with Tark, the like technically these guns do scale, but with only like ammo, and I that's the that's the only tricky part. But 
you know, as long as you manage that, I think you're fine. I think so long as you have something accessible over 40 pen, that's pretty much okay, you know? Yeah, like, well, You'll kill I mean, people in class 5 with LPS, you, you just will. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm, I'm more worried about them having, you know, finding, you know, BT or something. You know, I mean, or, or it's like, it does scale technically, like, as you go up, even in progression. Like, if you find BT, I guess, fair enough. And I guess if you progress, fair enough. I don't know. It's just a little... I'm just very worried about the M61 Hunter days because the problem with that, I feel like, I mean, the economy is different, but back then it was like, you could take this like low risk, high reward kit, you know, you (laughs) cheese kill, you know, you cheese someone out, you rat them. And then it's like, you get this huge come up and it's just like, feels like you're not really risking all that much. You know, it's like very, it's fun. Um, but it makes the guy that's risking the stuff feel like his risk is like less worth it to do more often. Yes, this is true. But I think that actually it's the Mosin man issue, sort of. But I think the flip side of this, in some ways, is that like it's that it's exactly the the sentiment. There's two things here. There's the sentiment that I talked about before, which is that the people risking their actual stuff are just like, well, and this is the way I feel. I don't want to use the SVT because I can just use a better gun. I only have so many raids. Like I have, I know enough ways to make money. I don't need more money, right? I can, I can just run a better gun and have a better survival rate. Even though it's technically like less, I won't have as many rubles probably at the end of the day. But my ruble count is still going up, so it doesn't really matter. My survival rate is higher. So that's one side of it. The other side is because now you can't just like rat someone out with a M61 Hunter, take all their stuff and flea market it. Yeah, it's so much a, less a, appealing to actually do that, actually. And so it's like yeah. everyone's on the hunt just to not kill anybody and get 10k per slot items. And like, yeah, you have the ability <laughs> to deal with a Chad, but like if a Chad's got a broken, I mean, it's not even necessarily a Chad, but just like right. uh, sort of intermediate higher tier players got like a broken gazelle or broken corund or whatever. It's just like, pff, I'm not even going to bother taking that. The yeah. decentivize is like trying to hunt for the Chads. That's true. Which but I don't think it'll ever be the same way as it was because of the way the system is now, right? So it's like it's all, all these things are so interrelated. It's like beforehand, yeah. people with the loot, right? Like someone was having yes. a slick and all the all the ammo, yeah. and then like a fast MT with a face shield or an altin or whatever it is, and it was just like, oh, you know, I'm going to get them with my with my hunter, and then I can sell the altin for 150. I sell the slick for 600. I'm going to make a mill off this player. Like that just doesn't happen now. So people aren't incentivized to go after people because people used to be the loot pinatas, and now they're not. Do you, yeah, actually, I, I agree. Um, I agree. It's a good point. Do you think they should bring back the KS23 and make it more accessible? No. Why? That goes against everything you just said. Damn it. We're going to be stuck here for another 30 minutes. Strap in. Why? I don't know. Why do I not think they should make I mean, the let's think about it. Hold on, hold on. Hold on for a second. Hear me out. Okay. Devil, playing a little devil's advocate here because I'm not mm-hmm. really a KS23 enjoyer, but. It's been nerfed by accessibility. Yeah. The ammo got reduced a bit. The damage. Am I? It was the it was the the spillover that changed the way okay. that the ammo. Functions. But not the ammo. Not the ammo itself. Okay, so the spillover. So we got a a few little bit of nerves. I'm just curious. You know, is uh, oh man, I don't know. Maybe prep. Maybe prep for two. With like the not the best buckshot, it's tricky, right? Because like, I feel like you still have to aim and shoot like a normal person with the SVT, and yes. you have to, and like you have to, you have but... to overcome 
you have to overcome the, the disadvantages of the gun mm-hmm. with the SVT. Shotguns to have do a disadvantage. It, shotguns <laughs> do have a disadvantage, but <sighs> is it because it's too cheesy? Is the is the question right? Because SVT feels more closer. So... To like an AK. I think so. And it's just something about the... It just feels like too low skill to make sense. Like It, it is a shotgun. Just... <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the fact that it doesn't one-shot legs anymore, I don't think. I think you have to hit every think, yeah. pellet to one-tap. Uh, yeah. So maybe now it's okay. But like, there's nothing... Because like the SVT, unless they hit you in the head, the SVT won't one-shot you. Right. right. And that's that's the big thing, right? Is you feel like you have no counterplay? Like, it's... A yeah, bad feeling. When somebody comes around the corner with a KS-23 mm-hmm. and just one-shots you, you're just like... Or, like, they're just sitting in a, you know, corner, and it's, like, you know, one of those situations where, like, you can't check both corners at the same time. You know, you just mm. get strong or whatever. Yeah, or the, and it's just really dark, or they're hidden behind, like, a tiny, like, little crack or whatever, and they right. just, bam, and you're dead instantly. Yeah, it just feels like there's no counterplay. feels like... That feels like there's no risk there. Because like, you can't do that with the SVT. Well, like, like especially... It's like, oh, but it's kind of... I don't know, man. Well, it's, it's, I think it's really bad when they're, like, naked with a KS-23. Because then it's, like, they're really, like... You know what I mean? It's like they're... Mm. I mean, this is... Rust has, like, a similar thing where you'll, you'll see nakeds of yokas, and they're, like... It's what a, is that, exactly? It's, <laughs> it's basically, like, a prison gun. It's, like... A piece of wood that's like banana shape with like a metal pipe strapped to it and then you know you put the shell in there and then you take a rock and hit the back of it to ignite the fuse to ignite the or you know whatever to, to shoot the shell off and it's basically a shotgun but you, essentially you have to like it's rng so you walk up behind the guy you know and you just take out your yoka and you get your little rock and like and you don't know when it's going to go off, but eventually it'll go off. Sometimes, if you're a god, you get the one tap. You know, it's like the first hit, it goes off. You know, and it, it's a it's a shotgun, but you have to be like point blank aiming at their head, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can kill like the fully kitted guy. Um, it's you know, it's like very you know, in that case, it's very like cheesy, cheap. You know, uh, like it's cheap mm-hmm. to make, but it's it's so like dice rolly you know are you gonna get lucky you know you have to like sneak up you get really close to them then you like you gotta hope that they don't hear the you know they don't react fast enough to the sound of you trying to spark the shell you know it's i don't know that maybe that's kind of okay because there's enough compromises there to make there's there's a lot of compromises yeah and like i think i just think on certain maps like the ks23 is actually generally okay on most maps but i'm thinking Mm -hmm. like to certain locations and certain places like it makes factory really bad the KS-23 yeah. in general. Like, the factory kind of becomes borderline unplayable when people are using the KS. Like, the SVT, I think there's, there's ways that you can fight against that, and people have to actually use it like a normal gun. But yeah, the KS is just, like, really hard to play against. But okay. I've also been killed with it a lot on labs, actually, surprisingly. So, um, and it just feels really crappy on labs, too. So, so maybe it's fine, then, because it, it isn't, like, a... Maybe it's fine now because of the like leg a... damage spillover nerf. So Because well, it won't one shot you unless you hit, like, literally every shot. Well, I mean, it's fine where it's at, because you have, like, Magnum Book, for example. That's sort of like, you just do a little bit of progression, and then you have, like, something that's similar-esque to that style, you know? Yeah. I guess people liked it because of the one tap, I suppose. Yeah, I mean... That was why. 
Yeah, I know, but I just I I just think that it is basically the best shotgun for that reason. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I don't even like. Is there a better shotgun? I feel like maybe the Saiga oh. Twelve or the Drum Mag. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. It just it just feels really good for what you're getting. I, anyways, all right. Tangent over. Oh my god, we've gone. To- <laughs> I got down this wild goose chase. So back yeah. to uh, back to drama alert. Um, so yeah, people got triggered. <laughs> uh, namely, oh god. Um, so I, I, I honestly, I guys, I, I can't keep up with the timeline here. But uh, at some point, I'd have to look at his replies. Actually, I think. Tigs at some point responded to me. There's look, there's lots of response from lots of different people. Blah blah blah. Um I guess full disclosure here. Um so I I am no longer editing for Airwing, uh unrelated to that has nothing to do with the drama alert. But um a double drama alert. No. <laughs> yeah, double drama <laughs> alert. No, no. Um but however, um, since you know I was working with them in the past, I had seen this weird thing on the YouTube comments one time. It was like fuel. It was like in all caps, and I asked him about. It. I was like, "What? What? Uh, you know?" Because it was it came up like a couple of times. Um, I was like, "What is this about? You know what this is?" And he was like, "Yeah, I do. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do." Um, I don't know the exact timeline. Um, at some point, I mean, actually, Airwing has a tweet, which I'll probably just pull that up. I think I have it here somewhere. Oh, God, I don't. I'm a mess, man. Because um, I'd rather just read from what he said. But I, I guess to continue my, what I was saying just a bit. So I had I was made aware of some of the things that were going on. And it was very odd to me because... I was just kind of taken back. Like, there was actual just, like, Airwing-related meme emotes in, like, a couple of these people's chat. Like, I know Tiggs for sure. I'm not sure about, like, Smitty or some of the others. Like, there's kind of this group, like, Smitty, Rengar, Tiggs, Toothy. Like, Red Armband Gang, as they're known, you know? Uh, uh, or were yeah, previously. Yes, I, I don't know. That's yeah. kind of phased away, but... Yeah, and... Hyper rad, they're all kind of like, uh, you know, buddies, you could say. Um, yeah, so it was that was weird to me. It was just like I've never seen, like, I didn't really understand what was happening. Um, and then essentially, he, you know, just explained like there's just some they don't like him, and so this was just kind of like going on, and it had kind of gotten out of control from what he was telling me. So I don't, I, I'm just gonna read his very long tweet here. Um. Oh man, this sucks. I so didn't want to get to this point, but here we are. I've tried months to handle this behind the scenes, not make a big deal of it, and deal with my own pace. Looks like it's not going to work anymore. So let's put the let's put it out there so everyone actually understands what's going on. It has nothing to do with my tweet today about Meta Gear. There's a lot of bullshit flying around right now, so I'm going to do best to set the story straight from at least from my perspective. So take it with a grain of salt. Tiggs and Smith Stone, among others, created a meme culture around my face. No harm, really. Just some silly emails, no big deal. Honestly, didn't even know. I honestly didn't even know it was a thing for probably close to a full year. We got the occasional fuel joke in chat, but it took them 
uh, genuine questions or just people who didn't speak English very well, didn't think anything of it. This made him cross the line with me personally. He put my face in some borderline pornographic shit. I really didn't like it. Mind you, this is someone I've never so much as spoken to, let alone someone I have any form of friendship, uh, any form of friendly relationship with. So I deemed him private, and admittedly not the most professional way. I told him he was dumbass for doing something like that. Uh, so hopefully he get the message and address. He didn't. That's not me. I think he meant to say that's on me. Uh, I should have been mm-hmm. more clear that it wasn't cool. I liked him to remove it and stop doing it specifically. Specifically that. Putting my face on super inappropriate stuff. So that one's on me, and I'll own it. But I did this in private, specifically not to cause a scene and draw extra attention. What happened next is quite the opposite. And I can only imagine this because Smeetone blasted it all over his Discord or stream or something. So in my books, the rest of this is on him and Tiggs for constantly fueling, <laughs> end, quote, end quotes, their shitty communities to harass me. Within days of DMs, Smeetone and I started getting spammed with the, every message I spoke about Smeetone about. Uh, you can think of that Quincy if you want. I do not. I, no big deal, though. Block them. Move on. There's a few weeks of just folks coming in, being super dumb, fuel this and fuel that. We abandoned and just ignored them. Then the real shit started. Racist posts all over my YouTube. Things related to uh, fuel joke, bot spam ministers in chat, uh, huge text pictures, <laughs> text picture walls, blowing apart my stream's chat. It got to be too much for me. Handle myself. Didn't have a lot of mods, never really needed them before. Then Discord DM started, some dumb stuff. And benign stuff really fucked up about my wife and kids. Some dumb stuff and benign. Some stuff really fucked up about my wife and kids. All fuel meme related. Then came to massive reports and really dumb attempts to get my YouTube videos and streams of monetize. I really can't do anything like that, but certain people aren't trying. I waste my time and energy every day something new. Sometimes it's 60 bots. Posting lewd shit about my daughter. Other days, it's random text wall images. But it's nonstop, and that's what I got pissed about. The moments are harmless to me, but fucking my content and a waste of my time is not. Before I DM me Stone, we had about 300 people banned in chat. So over three years, 300 people. And the seven start weeks since I DM'd them, we banned 250, and that's just on Twitch. These streamers brought toxicity towards other people and hide the dark portions of the community as I cannot control them. They are in the truest form of cowards. Even today, Tiggs is actively trying to dig up more shit and come at me, even though this is the very first day I've been addressing him directly. His obsessions with me isn't just creepy, it's giving me the, the shit, shittiest people who watch him legitimacy and a target. Mind you, I've never engaged with these guys. They built an entire meme culture around me. They exist in half a dozen big streamer channels. People I've never met or talked to, and I have no idea why they're doing this for almost half a year. And again, I have no issue with that until Smeetstone posts a borderline pornographic, blah, 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 blah. And from nobody, NPCs on the internet, it doesn't matter. It, no one sees that shit. It gets ignored. It gets easy, it, and it's easy to ignore. When a big streamer who gets hundreds of thousands of engagement starts doing it, it leads to huge things like, it leads to things like this. I'm not the only one in this group who has... I'm not the only one this group has done it to, but it's not my place to tell their story. I'll say it again. I didn't want to make this public, try to keep it out of the drama loop, but many folks are spraying narratives now that just aren't true. I've blocked a few of these shit stains now <laughs> so they can pretty respond if they want. Sorry, I've unblocked uh, these two shit stains for now so they can pretty respond if they want, but they'll be back on my block list in a day or so, just like they have been since July. Um, so just... 
emphasizing for myself, I don't necessarily want to tell um, Erring's story, but he told me some things, um, like he had mentioned, that were, like, deeply disturbing. Like, this is, like, this was a real issue. Um, he, I mean, he was, like, telling me that he had deleted uh, some of the fuel stuff comments. Um, that's why I hadn't seen it. But, I'm, I mm-hmm. mean, I checked the comments pretty recently. But once he started telling me, you know, a lot of these disturbing things that he mentioned in this message um, and how it was affecting him, like, this is, like, this is a problem. Like, uh, you know, this is going to, neg- like, it's negatively impacted you and it's going to keep continue. Uh, you know, we got to, like, eventually, I was like, you know, you should set some boundaries, you know, we got to, like, some do something. And I don't know if this was, like, you know, before or after he had contacts me, so I honestly can't remember. But all in all, um, I mean, this is kind of like inedible, right? And it's kind of been like growing, I think. Like, I think in some parts, you know, Airwing's uh, tweet that kind of like started this all, if you will, quote unquote, the tweet we read earlier, um, you know, is, is meant to get, you know, get engagement. At least I'm assuming, you know, it, it, it's no secret content creation's a business, right? Um, but I think there's probably some truth to it. I mean, I, you know, we've talked about stuff like this. I think he's being genuine in what he's uh, underlying here, about his opinion about BP or what what have you. Um, but I think it's kind of just been growing, right? It's been getting worse mm-hmm. and worse behind the scenes, and it's kind of led to this statement. And, uh, yeah. Thoughts? What are your thoughts? I've been talking for a minute. Let's see. So, the long story short, thoughts mm-hmm. from my perspective is emote meme around Erring's face. Yeah, you know, could be annoying, but generally is no not really a big problem. Right. I think he even said that to himself. As an outsider looking in, obviously I don't see like the darker end of it because like yeah, I don't troll for Erring's comments or anything like that. So, from the outsider's perspective, I was just kind of like. These guys giving you free publicity, yeah. Just sure. lean into it, you know. That's that's kind of okay. Yeah. From what Erring himself has said, the post with the dude's legs like being held in the air with the face superimposed over that was the line. From yes. uh, as far as he's concerned, because he right. actually said that basically, he said he was never about the emotes. It was more about those kind of posts. So that's kind of from the front line, like big creators' <laughs> perspective. Like you know, people making some emotes about you is kind of whatever. Um, but. It's the other bit. It's like there's. It comes as a whole package, right? It's like people people memeing about you because they disagree on your takes on the game. That's one thing. Then people making like lewd posts. I mean, yeah, it's like it's very you know it's very borderline. But then this also you know you're, the community is built up of a range of people, and there's a subset. that's always going to be kind of toxic, and those people just find it fun to go and rile people up in their streams and post stuff and just make their life difficult. And that's where that's where the problem starts to appear, right? And it's what you don't necessarily see just from. Twitter, I mean, at least I didn't really think about that, to be honest, until um, I saw a few of his posts and or maybe saw, like, was watching his stream and saw, like, yeah, people come in every now and then or, or and things like that. And he just, he posts a few things about, like, yeah, commenters that are blocked on YouTube, like racist stuff and things like that, that just, like, are degrading, good, degrading his comment section, degrading chat, just, like, just trying to just, like, needle him about just whatever, you know, just a bit, just being dickheads, just for no reason. And that's the, that's the problem side of it, really. Um, and it, it kind of all comes together. You don't really get to just pick like, oh, I would, you know, I don't mind having the email culture, you know, without mm-hmm. 
inciting yeah. some useless like idiots to come over to your channel and start harassing you you know and it's annoying if people are like if, if your chat's having a civil conversation and everyone's talking about whatever and then people start coming in and posting like ascii art like image gifts in your <laughs> chat and things like it's just annoying and especially yeah. when i mean i don't know about airing situation but i know you know a lot of smaller streamers like we don't have full-time mods or anything like you know usually the mods are people who've been watching you for a long time and just kind of said like okay you know one day and that's, so they're not always there and yeah. like if you're then having to like moderate chat yourself while you're trying to play the game like that's really really painful yeah. but even even seeing it going on and people deleting stuff and having to ban people like it's just not um it's just not a nice experience you're just like taking away time that you really want to be spending talking about the stuff you actually want to be talking about when you're spending it on like useless people coming in and trying to harass you and that kind of thing which is just annoying so it it kind of like kind of got out of control i think and and, and this is this there's also there's also another part to it from like the bigger guys who a lot of them kind of claimed like well you know i can't control my community mm -hmm. you know, it's not really it's not on me it's like it's true to an extent but it's also not true to an extent it's like 50 50 you know like you sort of set the tone and a subset of people will go and do stuff like yeah people will probably go and do stuff on their own even if you only say a small amount of things and there's there's yeah it's a, it's a full gray area there's no like it's very, it's very tricky, you know, because like you can't just like not ever say anything for worry that one person might go over to someone's chat. But there's like there's a line that I think was clearly crossed here. And the, but there's a there's a weirdness also about like I think um, I think like Toothy was involved too, and I think he was posting some of the like you know the luder ones with the with the dude's legs and you know the, the sexual position stuff. And like some of the argument is just like you know well they've made them about everybody, which I've seen before. And like from a surface level, you can see like, oh, you know, it's in some in some ways, like some of them are kind of funny, right? At a surface level, like they are, because like meme culture, memeing about something, and it just becomes its own thing. Like some of it's kind of entertaining, and I've seen them because those guys meme on each other all the time, right? Like they have, well, that's all a... of their like going live posts is like Rengar with his mic in his mouth and all this stuff, and they've made the like the dude's legs thing but, previously but, uh... for each other and like glorious whatever. But it's the difference between going into a room full of your four friends and just being like, what's up, dickheads, right? right Versus exactly. meeting somebody for the first time and being yes. like, what's up, dickhead? It's completely different, right? Yeah. And these guys like <laughs> don't really interact with Airwing, never really spoken to him. And you can't just expect somebody to just like take, especially when it's on like the, the more crude end, like just pictures of someone's face, whatever. Like if your face is superimposed over a fuel can, that's kind of whatever. It's pretty benign, right? But on the looter side and on the most like sexually like charged side, to expect somebody just to accept that without ever really having spoken to them and not really having a relationship, that's what's weird. Yeah. That's the, that's where the line is drawn, I think. And so those guys, like, their own individual memes have spilled over into other people who they who aren't in their circle. And it's like, you don't know how those people are going to feel about it, right? They're not part of your, like, you know, your group culture of, of memeing on each other. Um, and so, yeah, it's just... It was just it was just really unfortunate because it just blew up into this massive thing and people getting defensive, but also communities attacking you know various people and yeah it just it just got crazy <laughs> even one peg got drawn into it because yeah mm -hmm. one peg loves a bit of engagement on twitter so he was he was drawn in as well i think that's no secret right um, <laughs> um so he got drawn into it as well and so they ended up getting like attacked together as some kind of like duo which is like very it was very strange there was just a swirling maelstrom of just chaos for like two days yeah um, I... and then kind of simmer down again but my god I saw a few of one one peg's tweets, which you know I thought he said some good things, but I didn't see all of his tweets. But I did see that he said that he deleted his tweets from yesterday, and he's like, it isn't worth it. So maybe it you know got too much for him. And and this is kind of the thing is like the two things I'll say is like one, I don't think you should put your mental health up to be bought. You know what I mean? Like whether or not you personally find you know airwings 
reasoning for crossing the line, you know, if, that's something that would bother you. It doesn't really matter for him. It was like cost, you know, this stuff was like costing him his mental health. So I just, I just feel like if that's the case, then you got to do something about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, which you kind of said, so I'll, I'll be brief is I just don't like the whole, I'm not responsible when you, you know, your title is content creator slash influencer. Like you, you have, you have a platform, you have audience people. I mean, that just, I, anyway, I won't, I won't get on a different unrelated non-Tarkov stuff, but it's people influence others. Uh, that's all I can say. And so it's just, it's very disappointing um personally because i've i've like in yeah i've like i like to give people the benefit of the doubt you know um and some people that i've like gone to bat for um ended up you know disappointing me and i'm like hey man i'm sorry uh that uh you know i was you were right you know this person is <laughs> Uh, you know, not uh, not mature enough or whatever may have you, you know. Um, but yeah, I I just think it's really cowardly to uh, say you're not responsible because I just don't think that's true at all. You set the culture, you set the precedent. Precedents. Um, no one's <laughs> no one. It's just like it's unbelievable. I just cannot believe buy a story like someone in you know created. Maybe they did. Maybe someone did type air fuel in your chat, and that's how it started. You know, and then someone made emotes or whatever. But like you have control over that. It's your freaking chat. It's your community. You know what I mean? It's just it says so much too. Is like when it's anyway. I I could go on, but. This is the thing. It's like I'll be things brief. that if you've got like if you've got emotes on your active on your channel, which are memeing on a person, like that's what you're gonna do as your as a creative. You have to realize like these people just have to realize that that sets like the baseline, mm-hmm. and then the, your community or a portion of your community will naturally just expand that and push the boundary out. You know, so the closer that you tread to the line, your community has like, you know, its own sphere of influence outside of you. Like you're not going to go to another person's chat, another streamer's chat and like abuse them in their chat. Like, no, why would you ever do that? I mean, maybe somebody would, but like most of these guys would never do that. Right. But they they step close to the line just enough so that the, the influence bubble of their community does tread over that line, or at least some people do. And the more they push it, the more acceptable it feels for more people to go in there to do that kind of thing. And it, it's almost like, yeah, it's a it's a safety in numbers kind of thing you know like you have a crowd of people who are going to do that kind of behavior so you feel like you're part of the the you know the, the group that's going to do that so they are responsible but it's like an indirect kind of responsibility so you know if you're if you think about it naively then like yeah it wasn't you sure but mm-hmm. you have a responsibility and i think it's maybe some hopefully people have learned from this that they actually do um that's hard to say <laughs> you know because I, I think that one you know being sympathetic is that because they i'll say have sort of gotten themselves into this like space where they've been criticized a lot you could say so there's kind of like this alliance and it's like you you know someone someone you know what i mean it's like they've put themselves in a position where it's like 
they're the outsiders. You know, I mean, everyone hates them. But like, I mean, you know, I don't think that's actually the case. But because they've been called out on so many things, they're just like, I can't. It doesn't matter what I do. I'm always gonna be the victim. You know what I mean? Mm. But it's like they kind of like unintentionally, you know, unknowingly put themselves in this space by, you know, just just existing. I guess <laughs> you know, not, maybe maybe not the best skills in certain areas. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I don't have to say. I really don't know a lot of the. You know, like I, I, the one I could think of is like maybe like Jesse's been like, hey, you know, you like you can't, you know, I can't remember who it was, Trey or, or Tiggs, but like you know, just like how how you're saying this stuff. Do you see how like you know maybe that's just like a lot of negativity you're spreading. It's not really you know, but yeah. anywho, somebody, I, somebody in chat was asking like, what does fuel even mean? Which I think is a valid question. Like fuel, I, I just, fuel was just—it was because it was just part of the emote that was created. I think it was one, one of the first emotes that was created to meme on airwing. Is called Air Fuel Marine. It's an, yeah, it's an emote it's, called Air Fuel Marine, and it's a—it's a metal fuel can with airing's face stretched over it. And because he—and I think it's—I don't think it's that because it's you know he's the hideout guy, and he's the guy who talks about the hideout and crafting and blah blah blah. And there was like I know Trace said something ages ago. So they're having a discussion on Twitter or whatever. It turned into like a mini, I guess, an argument or something. And Trace said to him like, you know. You don't even like you're not even good at the game. Like just go back to the hideout and craft some more or something. And I think he actually deleted it and apologized for it later. But like it, it's that it's that sentiment, right? That you're just like you're just a hideout guy, and that's why it's the fuel thing because it just it's because of that emote. Somebody made the emote with his face over the fuel cannon. Mm-hmm. So so from then it's like that's just where it like spun off. So everything was just like you know fuel this, fuel that, fuel the other. That's that's where it all came from for the people who were confused. Because yeah. It's just, Seems to be a fairly long history of this. Yeah. But yeah. um I don't know. Uh the <laughs> last thing I'll uh I think I'm done with this top actually. There's some others. If you wanna yeah, I, I okay, I'll read this last one. So uh at some point he's uh everything said on the eighteenth. I never said I wanted a BP ban. What I did say is I don't like 762 BP only available on, to the poop soccer streamers and other DJs of no life Tarkov. Uh, who know life Tarkov, but not available to most of the rest of the player base. Bring back the craft or unlock it for everyone. Um, and then basically him and Desmond just had a, a talk, which I haven't really looked at it, but uh, at some point, Airing was like, he like quote tweeted, the conversation was like, you know, this is like, this was been, this was a great experience, and I'm genuinely pleased talking and engaging with Desmond. You know, um, I, th- I think he might even said, yeah, you know, he might even said like, I uh, that he, that Desmond, cha- you know, proved to him, the, uh, uh, proved to him that. I'm just trying to trying to be, <laughs> trying not to sound like a dick here, but you know, um, <laughs> prove to him that Desmond is not a shitter, I guess, in there in something that Aaron might say. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that I think the thing about that, like, you know, Desmond's like super shift W Chad, but I don't really mm-hmm. like associate him necessarily with the all the other guys. Like, I, I, I maybe that's untrue. I'm not sure. I don't watch enough of him to know, but I don't see him like. I basically just see Desmond like. 
making his own tweets salty as hell on, <laughs> on twitter that's basically, he's like he's, he's just like a salt mine all on his own yeah. you know that's like how i see him he's like an island an island of salt which is like it's it's fine and the guy's cracked at the game and he you know he's uh he's very frustrated at tarkov and stuff that's fair enough that's his that's just what he how he feels about eft right now but um yeah i, I don't know i don't know yeah Anyways, um, anything else you want to talk about? The only other or... thing that I wanted to talk about, I mean, I know we're kind of overrunning, so I'll, I'll keep it brief. Um, some people were asking me in chat about like how long it takes to get to max traders, how many raids, and I was like, I honestly yes. don't really know. And um, it was, it was, I was thinking about it. I was like, why well, four hundred raids, like three hundred raids? I'm not really sure. Um, but I was reminded of this conversation because Pestley's been doing his Kappa speed run. And I thought that was like an interesting sort of benchmark of stats to to look at. I mean, he's got an insane survival rate, right? Of like 78% or something. So Pestily has got Kappa in four days, but that's 326 raids with a 78% survival rate. Now my game is closed because of the the good old, you know, you're not you're not doing anything, it disappears. Which so that's obviously very, very fast, right? That's much quicker than the average player. And that's Kappa as well. That's not just Max Traders. But the interesting thing I thought about that, because I was like, man, he's still in like four days. That's crazy. But I think that was, that was like Subathon type dreaming, I think. I'm not sure. Was he just like on the whole time? I actually don't really know. I, I, I tend not to keep up with what other people are doing. Probably. But, um, <clears throat> but he, yes, he's got 326 raids. So if you look at my stats, because obviously I take, you know, as we said right at the start, I take, um, I take much more of a backseat after the first like two weeks, basically. I'm at level 37. So he was level 48. Um, I'm level 37 and I've only got 189 raids so he's played twice as many raids as I have in four days which is kind of mind-blowing but um, yeah 189 what's that I'm just intrigued yeah so it's like 70% more raids in like four days um, <laughs> a team of more, four, player, four more players helping okay fine so yeah if you, got, if you get like sort of like semi-carried through and like push through and they're getting coupled with like a team of people helping you get to stuff then uh, then yeah, you can get in like 326 raids. But I think like, you know, given that I'm at like nearly 200, I think you're pro- it probably is somewhere between 300 and 400 raids to get to max traders. I'd, for the average player, I would guess. I would guess. That's kind of like, yeah, Pestley stats are like the best case scenario, which is kind of interesting. It's a shame you can't see his PMC kills on here because I'd just be intrigued to know. But the other guy played on Pest PC while he was sleeping. Yeah, okay. So it was just like, it was like nonstop. Not so crazy, but it just yeah. I mean, it just shows like how different the experience is between players who are playing for like a few hours versus like you know just playing constantly nonstop. I think like I think Trey and someone else was like sharing accounts as well. Maybe last wipe or this wipe, um, and you can like push it really crazy. But even even playing the you know, eight twelve hours a day or whatever, you can just get to super high levels. So yeah, I don't know. I think that's probably the answer. I'm not sure how long it's going to take me. I think because the issue is is that getting to and lots of people have spoken to me about this as well. Getting from 37 to 42 is like, it's a real slog. Oh, my God. Dude, I'm um, already feeling it at, like, the uh, late 20s. It's just like, oh, I have to do... I can't just do three quests and level up? Oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's mad. Like, to go... So, 37... Level 37 is 1.85 million total XP. And level 42 is 2.7 million total XP. So, you, it's nearly a million XP. It's like half again. So 37 to 42 is like half again as much. What's my survivor? So my survivor rate is 65%, which is actually really high. 
And that was because I had such a good start to the wipe. It's like the highest it's ever been, I think. Wow. So mine is still doing pretty decent. And we played, um, I played like a lot of factory recently doing like random stuff. And we ended up like, I went fully kitted with like huge armors on to like get the Zabralo down and whatever. So that's like boosted my PMC kills too. Cause I was playing against like pistol boys. You couldn't fight back. So I've ended up with like 138 kills and 64 deaths which is pretty good. So I've got like a two to one PMC kill death, which I was like, yeah, that's actually like the best I've had. There's some other people in chat saying that 36, level 36 at 298 raids. Um, yeah, so like it really depends on how you play and like whether you speed through the raids. Like you're kind of incentivized to play faster raids and more raids rather than like yes. do it in less raids. You know what I mean? It's like it's a different mindset. Like you could stay in raid for the full 50 minutes to get more XP and get there. I guess arguably in less raids, but like you, you tend to need to chain more raids to get more quests done because that's really what you what works yeah. with max raiders. So it's tough because like I'm usually torn between doing a bunch of stuff in one raid, like trying to get all the different quests on like shoreline or customs done, versus yeah. taking my time and you know really like mid maxing the survival aspect of the raid. You know, mm. it's yeah. tricky. Yeah, that certainly happens. I mean, I know, I can't remember which one it was for. There was one particular quest that just like smashed up my levels, my 70% survival rate and dropped a lot. I mean, it was, maybe it was Punisher. Might have been Punisher, I don't remember. But I mean, 65 is like really, really high for me. Like normally I sit around like 55, something like that. Somewhere 65. between 50 and, and 59. Oh, so I'm pretty pleased with 65 so far. That's um, good. Pretty decent. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if it's just like, if you're just looking at pure XP, and you see the XP is going to be the same, and it's seven. Well, yeah, it's about seventy percent. Oh, did I say no? That was that was Pestley's thing. Sorry, that's the wrong, the wrong thing to think. If I was just going to scale the XP I have now, and like that's not necessarily true, but there's there's lots of like new streets quests and stuff, so there are there are ways of doing it. It's like fifty percent more, so technically you'd be able to do it in two hundred and eighty raids. But yeah, with the lack of quests or whatever, it's probably going to be more like three hundred, three fifty. I would say for me, so maybe three hundred to four hundred for the average player is probably about right. I would think, like close towards 400 if you're less efficient, close towards 300 if you're more efficient. It'd be interesting to actually benchmark it and see how close that ends up being by the time that we get there. But I don't imagine it's going to be super serious. It's just going to take me a couple of weeks to do it, I think, just at the lower level of play that I'm at right now. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it probably takes me like a month to a month and a half to get to like max traders. I mean, uh, that's. That was probably because you play a bit more than me when you're like going full pelt. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that was. So. Pro- I mean I'm thinking more back in the days of Max Trader was like forty, which was like even less XP than it is now. Mm. Something like that. Um, you know, more recently it's a lot. It's a lot more of a slog to really just get through those last couple of levels to forty two. So I'd, it'd probably be more in the two month range, I would imagine. It's kind of hard to tell because, like, early white man, it's it can go by so fast and be such a blur when you're like really, <laughs> when when you're really gaming hard, you know. Mm-hmm. For sure, especially with the content thing as well, because it's just like, oh, go like make a vid, then play, make a vid, play, make a vid, play. Make oh a vid. yeah, the I mean, first two weeks for me is just like absolutely insane. Oh yeah, you're, yeah. From from the your perspective, absolutely, it's it's crazy, but. Yeah, but whilst also making content, not easy. Yeah, yeah, the the ever struggle of content or play a video game. 
<laughs> feed the feed the yeah play the video game that you're supposed to be making the videos about or make the videos about the game that you're supposed to be playing exactly like when <laughs> like it's trying to do the balance is hard but uh you got to feed the youtube algorithm beast as a random as a random note like i'm gonna actually have my second ever edited video coming at some point soon uh, we pretty much just finished it yesterday which is cool oh you mean so, like someone else editing it yeah yeah and the first one was hardcore like the fourth video it was called like the completing delivery from the past but didn't get very many views because we ended up like uh-huh. delaying it until after the wipe which is a shame because the timing was just kind of bad so like people weren't in the market for entertainment videos like a week into the wipe or whatever which is you know, it is what it is i thought like oh there's a chance this does really well because it's about like early game tasks but there's a chance this does really badly i was like the range on this is so high i just yeah. don't know but like people are just too busy you know either with leveling up and watching like uh, the guides about what's new and stuff so okay you know lesson learned that's fine but um, this next one hopefully should be a bit more stable. It's a bit more like normal. Like, it's a bit more like my usual stuff as well. So we'll see. It's a little. It's like a little different, but it's kind of um, like talk of shooter three, like short range bolty type video. It's kind of cool. Uh, it was it was fun. But uh, yeah, so that's gonna come out soon. And the more the more that we do those, I'm sure we'll get into a rhythm and whatever. So that should free me up a bit. And we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm still gonna be editing most of my things. I'm, at the minute, I'm just like doing extras you know because i could just like do a bit of work and then get someone else to do it and then i get to put like something extra up on the channel kind of for free like it kind of pays for itself you know what i mean it's like i'm doing all my normal stuff and then i just do this bit extra here and then get like a third video for like 10 so 20 percent of the effort whatever mm-hmm. um but obviously like yeah if it unless it does like really well then i end up like not really like earning anything but that doesn't matter because i'm still doing the two that i normally do so it's more like yeah overall exposure and just like more momentum you know like that's the, the that's value the is the time you save like the at the, the time you now have that you didn't previously so sort of well, for, for now it's more just going to be like having extra content so i'm not really saving time okay. but like but maybe i could once we're in a in a you know in a more stable pattern then like do get even more of the ones that i normally edit myself then like actually yeah i'll get i'll get someone else to do that and then i can replace it with something else so we'll see um but yeah i'm, I'm kind of excited about that but what do you do? So what do you do with the time that? Oh, I see. It's at, you're adding on to what you normally do. Like right now, it's actually I extra. understand. Okay, gotcha. But I get, gotcha, a, but gotcha. get a third because normally I just make two a week, right? I thought you were doing so, three a week. I was because of the white, but I scaled back oh, again. Okay, I'm I'm tracking now. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So now, but then maybe I'll be able to do three by right. doing like two point. Two's worth of effort, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. you still have to make the idea, come up with a thumbnail, like time yeah, to appropriately do the marketing thing, like right. write a script out, like do some of the voiceover, record some some stuff, do the like the you know the thought, like actually how am I going to make this work and blah blah, blah and then give instructions. And it's not you know you you've been an editor, right? Like it's not it's not just like go do this. Which, like you still have to do some work on your your own. What's your least favorite part in that process? Just curious. Well, the video making experience. Yeah. Everything you just described. Anything mm. left out. It probably is editing. Mm. Less because I don't like editing. I don't mind editing. It just takes an ungodly amount of time. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't like it as much. Because I don't mind spending more time on the script. That's probably my favorite part. Like The bit that I like the most is doing the research and scripting out stuff. Because that's the bit that I like. You know, it's like looking at like, oh, which ADS speed is quicker between these two? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's this one. Like, 
that's fine. But then like having to like edit the footage to like compare them and show them right. and like label them and annotate them, that just takes ages in the edit. I like finding out the information, not necessarily like I don't mind presenting it, but I like presenting it through like the, the script rather than visually. And um, it's just it's just the time it takes. Like I don't actually mind editing, I really don't. But it's um just yeah, it's just such a time sink. But uh, and like certain parts of the thumbnail process as well, where I'm just like, I'd like to do this, but I'm not skilled enough, so I can't. Like that's also annoying. Um, and I also don't want to invest the time in doing it, but it's not worth getting someone else to make it. That's like the pin- that's the pinch point of the smaller YouTuber. You know, it's like I can't pay somebody a hundred bucks to do a thumbnail because that's crazy. Yeah. But I also want it to look like this, but I can't do it myself. <laughs> it's like I'm in Catch Twenty Two because you know the vid doesn't make enough right. to justify the thumbnail. Yeah. But it'll probably do better if I did. But will it? It's like it's such a weird balancing act, you know. It's like in some ways it's easier for the bigger channels because they have so much like more scope to just be like, yeah, yeah, you know, get a get a top tier thumbnail, get the because it's like the the well, the uh, the revenue just like more than makes up for it. Yeah, because I mean, you know, they're you're thinking more like you know, quote unquote, normie content, like uh, I don't know, uh, real estate or you know, uh, stuff like that, like more broader. Category. I mean, gaming. Gaming is a pretty big category, but it's like we're not really like a, we're not really gaming. We're like Tarkov. You know what I mean? Niche. Yeah. Niche. I don't. I don't know if gaming is an actual. I mean, I guess it, it's all on niche. Anyways, I know. I, I asked because we. Uh, you know, I made this thumbnail for Shudaville, and um, we, he was still. He basically he edited the video. You know, he had it ready. He was like, I need, I need a thumbnail. Church can do it for me. He's like, yeah, sure, we'll do that. And so we were, he still hadn't really had a title. So we were like, I was helping him like come off a title. And it was just like, he was like, yeah, he's just funny. Cause he's just like, he hates editing. He hates coming off a title and thumbnail. <laughs> it's like, dude, you are just, you are a shorts creator actually. <laughs> Cause shorts, you don't have to deal with any of that basically. Like you don't even have to edit really. I mean, you can't, you do. I mean, you don't have to, but it's fun. It's funny. But yeah, it was just like, God, dude. It, you can, it's titling, man. It's it's trick thumbnail. It's trick, you know. It's all editing. It's like God. It's so much stuff to not like, actually. Yeah, I think like the, my mindset about YouTube changed when I realized that a lot of it is about like there's an order, there's a process you kind of have to go through, which mm-hmm. I realized eventually after listening to enough people and stuff. Just like idea first, marketing second, video third. Just makes it so much easier. Like you never mm. want to go through and build everything and then come to the end and just be yeah. like, how do I put the thumbnail on this? Because sometimes yeah. you just can't. And it's like it's that's gonna make or break whether it actually does well or not. And like if you're running it as a business, like it matters. If you if you're not running it as a business, you're doing it as a hobby, then it doesn't matter so much. But um but then and then it's more fun because you don't feel trapped by it. You feel like, how can I do this in like the right way? You know, that's am true. I gonna think of the title now? Yeah. And the thumbnail now for this idea that I've come up with. Because they say, oh, title and thumbnail first. And you're just like, what's even the video, you know? And it's like, okay, well, the idea, idea comes first. So I normally just try to write out my video and it'll be like, um, like, you know, what's, what's the idea behind the one that I'm doing right now? It'll be like, the VPO 2 on 5 is better for doing shooter or Tarkov Shooter 3 or I enjoy it more because the ADS speed is faster and um, the, like the bolt cycling is, is, is better. Like, okay, that's not a title or a thumbnail or anything, but that's like, that's the idea behind the video. So it's like, okay, now what do we do? Now, how do we Better like, than make what, this... though? Now I'm curious about the video. Uh, better, better than, than motion, what? Sorry. Better than the motion. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I just had to know that fact was eat me alive. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so I just assumed. But um, good marketing, by the way. You left out the most important thing. <laughs> I had to know. No, I got to click like, on the video. <laughs> that is like how do you make it the most as interesting as you can with the title and the thumbnail? And if you, and this is the, the most important part of the whole process, and I've realized yeah. this. If you can't, yeah, shouldn't make it. That's the problem. But it makes coming up with good ideas really hard. But like without going through that process, you end up producing videos that people don't want to watch, which is obviously not what you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty uh, counter um, counterproductive. And it doesn't always work, but you're more likely to get successful content that way. And then it's a win-win-win, yeah. right? It's like the more people that watch it, the more people that it goes to, and then you get a video that performs better, and then you do better, and more people watch it and enjoyed it. And that's great. Like if people don't enjoy your videos on YouTube, they won't get pushed because people don't watch them, and the average view duration is tiny, and YouTube goes, this video sucks, and it stops pushing it to people. So... Like, there's outliers to that system, but for the most part, it's like, you know, viewer, creator, you know, handshake, whatever. Like, it's it's a win-win. <laughs> when you make good when you make good content, you get yeah. good views, and everybody's happy. So, yeah. not always the case, but, you know, it depends on what kind of, you know, if you're making the kind of content that, that I do, then it definitely is true. So, yeah, no, it's, just, it's just the time. Editing just takes so long. It's the pinch point for me. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, I think that's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.